across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Some idiot. Stop the stop that. Stop that. Some idiot thought it was and I'm addressing I'm not addressing you, uh, dear listener. I'm not addressing you, Dean Nicholson, you massive pudding, who hates the show, was a knob on the Twitter last night and he's still listening. Um, you won't be able to stop listening, Dean Nicholson, because you're, you, idiots like you can't stop listening to this rubbish. Now, hang on, that's insulting to me. Um, I'm talking to the people that work here in this building. Someone in this building thought it was funny to lock me in the talk radio toilets. Um, I, listen, I like banter. I like a little bit of fun. I like, I like, I like play. I like pranks. I like all kinds of things. What's not funny is um, locking me in the toilet six minutes before the show starts at at 9.54. That's not funny. Um, That's not humour. That's not not a good example of humour. That's bullying. Um, It could be... be, uh, You could uh, uh, perceive it to be um, sexual bullying, if you want. And that's not to make light of sexual bullying. That's actually to make heavy of it. Um, it's, It's bullying... Um, it's not funny, um, it's not a good example of humour, it's bang out of order. I missed the handover with James, which is, uh, uh, um, which is, uh, frustrating, because I was going to use it to tee up, um, the show this evening, um, and it's just completely, completely thrown me. Not me, that's my stomach, you hear that? Yeah! It's completely not me for six, so... I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit out of sorts. So the start of the show is probably, well, it's rub, it's this. This is, this is, the, the show has started and this is it. Um, and it's, it's me now in, uh, in a really foul mood. Caddick. Evening, Ian. Now, Caddick. Hip, 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 sir. I've been having a long, hard look at myself today. Yeah. And a, and a, and a stern think. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We call you back. Well, and a stern think, right? Yeah. And I need to speak to the listeners today to ask them yeah. whether we should allow people. To phone up... Did you just fart? No. I heard something. No. I'm asking you, dear listener, should we allow people to call up the show and come on air when they don't listen to the show? I'd listen back to them and listen again on the daytime. That's how I'd normally catch up with the show. Yeah, but but you don't... Well... You don't listen when it goes out, do you? Uh, no. I do listen to the show when it's going, but you need to define when listening live. Yeah, okay. D- defi- okay, L- thank you, Caddick. That's, that's actually very helpful, yes. Do we allow people to phone up and come on the air if they're not listening live? Mm, that's 
bit of a tough one. Well, I'm, I've been guilty of that in the past. Well, every night. But I've, I've made my new... I, I feel... I feel I'm getting older, and I feel I've changed a lot. I need to stay up for four hours of a show. Yes. And engage in a healthy conversation because what? I was going to talk about Trump and something I read in the paper about Mrs. Obama, what Mrs. Obama done. Right. But. The, back to the point in question. You're not even listening to the show now, and you're on it. Because. Because I'll turn the radio on, because you can't have the radio on. No, but what I'm saying is you're not listening to what I'm saying. Now. Yeah, am I allowed to call in if I don't listen live? That's That's the question. And the thing is, I... I can't answer that question. Okay. Yeah, I can't answer that question... That has to be answered. People doing jokes about me stuck in the toilet. It wasn't actually funny. Oh, come on, guys. Come it's been a traumatic experience. Come on, guys. It's not actually funny. I'm not laughing. Dan- so, Daniel, Nia, and um, anyone else uh, that's making jokes, you're banned. Because I've had that done to me myself. Have you really? Yes. You got locked in the loo? Yeah. What I happened? I thought it would be stupid, very funny, to lock me in the loo yeah. and leave me alone for three hours. Flipping it. And the thing is, it's not funny, is it? No, it's not. No. I it's... got claustrophobia. Yeah. So that's even worse. Oh, no. I was crying when I came out. Oh, mate. Cads, that's outrageous behaviour. Oh, no. Um, so, here's, this is, okay, so this is the big question this evening. The question of the night. The question of the night. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Should people be allowed to come on air if they're not listening live? Because I know that you don't listen, and I know that Nigel doesn't listen, and I know that Holy Ken, although he stopped oh, don't phoning... Oh, going on him again. Yeah, I know that Holy Ken, who... who he, I don't think he'll be phoning me anymore, but he doesn't, um, listen. So, uh, <laughs> What is Dean Nicholson's problem? He's, he's, tweet, he's tweeting Ofcom. Ofcom, I want to write to you about a late-night radio show on talk radio, the Ian Lee Show. He plays full songs on Speech Station and Stags. What? What? Stags? I think he's probably complaining about about that earlier in the week. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Um, Alan, I'm going to let you go. Okay, thank you. There we go. Um, So that is the question. Do do we let people... uh, And maybe it's me... Being oversensitive. Maybe it's me being oversensitive about this. I don't, I don't know. But um, should should we allow people to come on the show that aren't listening to the show? Does that make any difference? Does it make any difference? Because I did get a bit angry yesterday with with, with Nigel, and I I was a bit harsh. I would apologise to him on air now, but he's not listening. But I did say his songs were crappy. Um, fair, fair, but pro- but unnecessary, a little bit harsh. Um, and it was just this sense of entitlement of I'm phoning up and I'm doing my song. 
well, you're not listening. So I don't know. So it is genuinely, it's a question for you, dear listener. 0344 499 1000. Should I be? We're getting more phone calls now than we used to. Angela's coming up next. We're getting more phone calls than, than we did a while ago. Still not as many as I'd like to get. But I do feel, and we have had some nights where we've not called people back because we've had more than enough calls. Uh, we still have some nights where it's a little bit quiet. And those are the nights that uh, I earn my money. When there's loads of calls, those th- I do those shows for free. The ones I get paid for are the ones where no one calls in and I've got a fill for, you know, huge chunks at a time. But, um, oh, here comes a cup of coffee. Thank you, Ed. I've started a very bad, dangerous habit of, um, well, it's not as dangerous as it could be. Um, I have a cup of coffee now at the start of the show. Oh, that's slightly dangerous. It could be worse. It could be cocaine, a cup of cocaine, um, which it isn't. And I certainly wouldn't recommend anyone, anyone doing a cup of cocaine. Are you nuts? An egg cup? Uh, but that's a dangerous habit to be having a coffee 11 minutes past 10. What the hell are you thinking, boy? That's insania. Insania. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Don't forget as well that you can call in about anything you want. It's a slightly discombobulated start this evening because of the pranks that locked me into the toilet. That's not funny, and that's just just uh, throw me a little bit. Um, but you can call in about absolutely anything you want. We do have the rule: no Trump, no Brexit. And and, and Alan alluded there to um, Michelle Obama. And that she'd thrown a party on Air Force One, the uh, president's private plane. And some people were seeing it as a snub towards Trump. They were like streamers and party poppers and things. Uh, And some people were seeing it as a a, a snub towards Trump. But of course it's not, because Trump will never see that. Because the cleaners will clean it up. So... That's the end of that conversation. But you can call in about anything you want. Um, you can call in about the news. You can call in about something that's happened to you. You can call in about your mental health. I've started... Where is it? I've still got this, this book. I still might do this at some point. I've started new pills today. Where are my pills? Oh, hang on a minute. Have I got them? So I'm off, I'm off the citalopram, which is a shame because I like that one. I'm still on the metazapine. That's the fatty one. Yeah. And now I'm on, get this, Venlafaxine. Nearly swore then. Venlafaxine. <gasps> That's a strong one, man. That is, that is hardcore. I don't know much about it. I googled it and it said basically, yeah, this is, this is hardcore. You know the score. So I started that today and, um, well, so far it's, uh, I still feel miserable. I know it takes two or three weeks for it to start kicking in, guys. Be patient. For crying out loud, what's your problem? Be patient. But I went and saw my psychiatrist, and he said, "Right, right, Ian, it's now, um, it's now time we really start kicking this into gear." My psychiatrist is brilliant, right? He's private because uh, I'm lucky that I can afford to see him, but I can't afford to see him too often. And he always does this brilliant thing. And I had this 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 half an hour session with him yesterday, and I sat there, and it was a fraught session. There were a lot of tears. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I just don't get, I don't get it now, I can't carry on, I don't see the point of it, and he's brilliant, so he makes these decisions, and he's a very forthright gentleman, and at the end of every session, he always says, right, come on in, come on, I really want to see you working at this now, come on, I want to see an improvement, all right, let's sort this out, come on, we can do this, come on, like that, and, uh, you walk out thinking, yeah, I think we can do this, uh, and then you go and sit in Costa and, um, um, 
cry. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, was Gatford gone? Where's Gatford gone? Gatford? Get Gatford back. We're not that desperate. We'll speak to Angela and Rob first. Good evening, Angela. Good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Angela. I'm curious, as I think Twitter might mm-hmm. be down. Yeah, because I keep sending you stuff, and I can't... No-one's sending me a text back. I think Twitter's yeah. gone down! That's Twitter, good, Twitter, We're going to be... Guys, we... we, we um, breaking news. Twitter mm. has been hacked by... Um, um, t- Twitter. Do you name um, uh, hackers? Uh, f- name some hackers, Angela. <sighs> Isn't it like a hacking organisation? Twitter has been hackernauts. The hackernauts. The hackernauts. Yeah. Is that one? Um, yeah, that's one. Okay. Well, it's official. Twitter has been hacked by the hackernauts, um, uh, uh, who are, are um, trying to bring down. Western civilization. So shame on you, Hackernauts. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bad, isn't it? It well, is bad. Really, I try cheating you something, and then. Well, I can tweet, but I then can't see what people send back to me. It goes mm. back to something is technically wrong. We are being hacked by ha- the Hackernauts. Yeah, so we can't get any message through to you. Yeah, well, you know. Mm. You, luck- hey! Luckily, you're on the phone, though, so you can get it through to me using your mouth, mouth hole. <laughs> yeah, now you can say it. What? What? What do we to say? Well, you then. can say the message. Message. That you can't tweet me. Oh, I can't remember now. I thought you were you. Oh. <laughs> I said, I hope you're like, oh no, I've been through um, bullying like that before as well. Well, you're better than them. Oh, the guy that was bu- the, the yeah. Elton John lookalike on Twitter. Oh, I wasn't bothered. <clears throat> it's really funny, right? There's just some mm-hmm. guy who was was, um, was was being rude on Twitter and, and was was cause I, just because I'd slagged off La La Land. He said, uh, "Oh, I always find it funny that uh, people the the people. Uh, it's ironic that someone from Three Counties Radio would call something dull, lol." And I just replied, "Well, I have I'm not from Three Counties Radio. I haven't been for over a year." Um, and, and we got into a little bit of banter, and uh, uh, it's weird, Angela, and, and uh, someone needs to do a study on this, because none of that exchange with that gentleman bothered me at all. I found it, um, I found him rude and unpleasant, but I was in control, mm-hmm. and I thought my comebacks were witty, and I thought I was s- smart and, and snappy, and it had no impact on me whatsoever. But sometimes, um... People on Twitter, quite a lot of people on Twitter do have an impact on me. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why sometimes it hurts and sometimes I'm just there laughing at uh, someone because they look like an absolute pudding. Do you know what it is? It's psychology words. It's like when someone sends you a nasty text, it's like psychology, psychology words and they can't do it when they can't wing you up and say it. But they can psychology mind words. It's a word game. Psychology mind words. Yeah, mm. yeah. Hang on a minute, yeah. hang on a minute. I've just been sent a picture. Oh, you absolute... Look at that. What is it? It's a picture. Right, you know I got locked in the toilet? Yeah. Do you ever listen to the show before me, James Whale and Ash? Yeah. Right. It's a picture of Ash wearing mm. a fez, I think. Um, 
holding the toilet door. You little, you little liar. That is outrageous. Yeah. If that is, if this is, if this is real, then that is outrageous. And, um, right, well, that's bang out of order. And that's, that's, um, actually, um, that's an email to the boss, that is, because that's out of place. And out yeah, of order. It is out of order. Um, well, anyway. Anyway, so did we get to the meat and two veg of your call? The thrust, if you will. Yeah, well, you said the question of the, should people come on air if they, if they don't listen to yeah. your show? And I don't think they should. Tell me why. Because it's not fair on the listeners that do listen to you from 10 to 1 in but the morning. But it's not exactly right. Here's the thing, right? Because mm. my, my knee-jerk reaction is the same as yours, that, yeah, they shouldn't come on. Um, but mm-hmm. if I... It, it, it's not as if it's, you know, Nigel and Alan and Holy Ken. <laughs> it's not as if other people who do listen aren't getting on as a result of them. They're not keep. you know, most people that call up most nights will get on. Maybe if someone's been on, you know, every night in a week, we might kind of, you know, on a, tell them to, to leave it off for a couple of nights, you know, or sometimes we have had a few nights, a handful of nights where we've had more callers than we can process. But generally, those callers aren't um, stopping other people from getting their place it's not like it's a lifeboat and there's a grown man that's climbed on the lifeboat and it means that two children or two petite women can't get onto the lifeboat everyone's got onto the lifeboat but it's whether we need to toss off a couple of people who are on the lifeboat to make it faster uh, yeah yeah i understand because um what it is i used to be on a lot of government courses you know oh, yeah. these courses and they say one communication is listening and i said yeah but after planet does and that's well where we will probably end up blowing ourselves up we're gonna do hang on when we're gonna blow ourselves up no that was just like a like a um a banter thing at college we used to say well, well we used to say well i used to go into college we're still here then yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my sense of humor imagine if mm. there was a nuclear war because it could mm-hmm. happen. I'm not just mm-hmm. saying because of Trump or anything. Imagine. Here, here's something. Let's put. Let's let's have a little di- dangerous m- m- mind um, experiment, thought experiment. Mm. Imagine if ISIS got like a nuclear bomb. Mm. Imagine that. That'd be awful. What? How? How difficult is it? We just lost Gatford, by the way. How difficult is it to get hold? Of nuclear material. I was just watching a cartoon where someone was 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 buying some nuclear material, and I wonder how difficult it is to get it. Is there? Here's all right. Here's the question: Is there any chance at all that ISIS can get hold of nuclear bombs? And is is, there, is that at all possible? It's possible because if you think about it, we we had Guy Fawkes and he tried to blow up Parliament with nuclear uh, with nuclear mm. bombs. Yeah, I mean, they were really powerful, weren't they? I don't know if Guy Fawkes had access... Did he have access to the A-bomb? He might have, he might have done. I'm not, I don't really remember it too well, the Guy Fawkes story. He might have yeah. had nuclear weapons, I'm not sure. Mm. They were certainly big bombs. Yeah, they Dirty were. bombs. And now look at them now. Yeah, I think they could. If I was going to start a group now with a female singer, I'd call it the Dirty Bombs. <laughs> And you could say, um, uh, lo- lo- in London tonight, it, it, look out, it's the Dirty Bombs. 
It's a good name for a band, actually. It's attention. Hey, I had a brilliant song, right? A brilliant song on Six Music mm-hmm. by the worst named band in the world. It was a terrible name for uh, a band. I wonder if it's on here. Um, hang on a minute. Right. I'm going to play you a little bit of the song, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is it. Um, here we go. Listen to this. This is great. That's not the, that's not the one I want to play you. Hang on a minute. I want to play you. They do they do a song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's this. All right. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Same place. All right, I'll play you a little bit of it. Um, no, you can't. Oh, what is wrong with what is wrong with computers these days? Hang on a minute. They've been playing up all week because every time I talk to someone, oh. they said the computer's down. Yeah. Well, well, Twitter's just been hacked. Computers are down. Now my iTunes is trying to update. I don't want you to update. Uh, um, I sent you a few hello messages on it. Yeah, no, I ignored them. Um, let's have a little look. It's called... Um, I told you, it's because I've been stuck in that bloody toilet that um, I'm a little bit off, off kilter. Mm. Here we go, 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 here we go. Listen to it, listen to this, listen to this. Uh, hang on a minute. This, here we go, listen to this. This is great. This is, this is cracking. Here we go. Let's go start playing now. I'm going to play it all. Great song with a band that's got the worst name ever. song why is their website so why is their website so difficult i don't know it website is so difficult that's not the song that i wanted anyway the name of the band is get this i'm going to spell it p e a n e double s okay can you say it no can you say it for me i can't pronounce it Penis. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I think it would be rude. Penis. <laughs> Pe- I mean, uh, good, you know. Come on, guys. It's a, a, oh. And I want to find that blooming song. You can't find it. Um, it but, it, but what a terrible, terrible name for a band. Penis. Mm, dead. Awful. But, but it's a brilliant song. What a dilemma. Okay. I can't find it, so um, you'll never know it's a brilliant song. I need to ask you a question, though. Um, I'm married, I'm afraid, Angela. No, 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 that's not no. a question. Okay, okay, no. yeah, no, no, no. Um, You know, you said I locked him, locked you in the toilet. Yeah, we, but, we, yes. But when did you do it? Because he was, he was still on the radio. It's, it's, it's oh, no, it. they pre-record, quite often they pre-record the last hour of their show so that they can go oh. home early. So that Ash can go and meet his dealer and um, uh, James can go and have a lie down. 
So oh, quite right. often pre-record the last hour of the show, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, was, I was trying to figure out that, that well, how, how could he have done it, whether he went out or something. Yeah, yeah. And no. then, but, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Angela. No worries. Tutty, bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, the song is called Same Place, and I can't find it anywhere. But the band are called Penis. Penis. It. I mean, I would. I would. I would change your name to the Dirty Bombs. I really would. I just don't think that that's... Um, I mean, it's a great sound. Great sound, but it's a terrible name. Uh, excuse me? Sorry. Come back to you in a minute. Rob! Hi. Hey, Rob. How are you? Can you hear me all right? Uh, yes, I can hear you all right, Rob. Good, good, good. Um, well, I am listening to your show, and tonight's the first time I'm calling, but I stumbled across your show uh, a while ago, and I must admit, it's probably one of the funniest things... I didn't realise you could have such a giggle at the radio, but uh, you've proven that wrong. Well, hang on, I've proven that. Hang on, I know what you mean. Well, you're very kind, thank you. No, uh, ra- hey, ra- who'd have thought radio could be fun? <laughs> I exactly, mean, yeah. you listen to most of it, and it's so miserable. And you've just reminded me, you've just reminded me, tonight's show is dedicated to um, a lady whose name is Pauline. I met this woman called Pauline today. I went to the BBC, and she went, are you the Ian Lee that used to be on the radio? I said, yes, I am. She said, oh, what are you doing now? I said, oh, well, I'm on talk radio. She was, oh, is that the station with Julia Hartley Brewer? And I went, yeah. She went, oh, I can't find it. So I've told her, I gave her strict instructions on how to do a deep retune of her DAB. Um, so hopefully Pauline is listening this evening um, and the show is dedicated to her. If she's not listening, then she can get knotted as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. How did you stumble across it? How did you stumble across it, Rob? Because it is a well, tricky station and a tricky show to find by accident. Well, I've got one of these new fancy cars that has DAB radio. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of time on the road uh, for work. And to be honest, you get bored of the same song over and over again and yep. the same rhetoric talking. Um, and I've started to get um, fascinated with the talk radio shows, and mm-hmm. I think you can get a lot more involved yes. than a lot of people think. Um, topic of conversation, obviously, depending. But, uh, yes. Yes. but no, I, I, I remember one of your shows, and I remember as well not so long ago, you played a clip of one of your first times you rang into a radio station. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? And you slipped something in just before you finished. That was um, me calling up the late, great Mike Dickin to argue oh, about yeah. when the millennium was. And at the oh, end, because he was, Mike, Mike was great, right? Mike wouldn't really listen. He was quite bored most of the time when he was doing his job. And so he wasn't really paying attention. So at the end of a silly phone call, I went, my balls are full of sperm. He went, what did you say? I said, no, that's great, Mike. Thank you. And he cut me off and called me a charming idiot. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, used to, I used to do that quite a lot. I've got another one. I've got more somewhere. I should try and dig them out. I don't know where they are. You definitely should. I was going to ask you whether you've... I mean, you um, you don't shy away from talking about your the, the, the medication you're on. Yes. And the moods that you uh, have obviously been in to get to that point. Yes. Um, have you heard the theory about the lobster? <laughs> it's, um, I'm thinking... Shall I, well... Go on. It's, uh, I don't know whether it's really relevant to that aspect of medicine, but anyway, it's, uh, a lobster's obviously a soft, a soft 
skinned animal, right. which develops a hard skin shell. Yes. Eventually, uh, eventually, the lobster grows inside the shell and becomes uncomfortable and in a bit of pain. So he finds a rock and he buries himself under the rock, and he he pulls himself out of the shell, and eventually he grows a shell that's bigger. Oh. And so the lobster grows bigger, yes. and the process goes on, and he grows in too big for that shell. He becomes in pain, uncomfortable. Yes. So he finds another rock. He he sheds that that shell, and he continues to grow. But humans, if you look at that aspect with humans, and obviously humans are nothing like lobsters, but in a, in a um, rhetoric way, perhaps. Yes. Um, if humans, um, let's say that uh, if humans were lobsters, what? they would grow inside their shell, they would get uncomfortable, but then they would go and see the doctor. The yes. doctor would medicate that pain. Yes. The pain would go, yes. and he would never leave his shell. Yeah. Therefore, he would never grow, yeah. and he wouldn't evolve, and, and, and he's, um, you know, he wouldn't reproduce, etc., etc., etc. Do you think that's relevant in terms of, let's, let's say, it, depression? No, not in the slightest, no. No, because no. I tell you what, what you're saying, what I make up you're saying is that we need to go through pain and stuff to grow, uh, and to become you know better human beings well, and to become the, to, to reach our full potential, and that's fine. And yes, of course that is true. People have to go through pain and loss and suffering and grieving and heartache to um, to become to move on to the next level. But um, d- d- depression is is an illness, and you wouldn't say to someone who's got cancer, well. Don't go and have your chemotherapy or your radiotherapy because otherwise you won't grow out of your shell. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't necessarily agree with that. I just wanted to hear your opinion yeah. on it because I didn't agree with it at the time either. I, uh, do, I, 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 I do wonder if antidepressants are, are prescribed a little bit too easier, easily. I do, I do yeah. think that that may actually be um, an issue. Um, and it's hard to deal with someone's, you know, f- physical health, let alone fragile mental health, in a ten-minute session um, at the GPs. Um, yeah. I do wonder if we prescribe antidepressants too young. Um, yeah. But um, if I didn't take them, uh, then there's a strong chance. Well, there's a strong chance I wouldn't be able to get out of bed, and there's a, yeah. a strong chance I would be dead. Yeah, of course. I do agree with you. There's also the fact, I mean, I'm a very good friend of a mental health nurse and other people inside the um, medical industry. Yes. But um, there is, a, there is a, an impression that I get from them where they, if you go into a doctor's and you're not happy, and I've, I've been there, uh, I've, a lot of people have been there, but um, there is an impression that they gear you up in a way that you answer questions negatively. So... Yeah. I remember being being given a sheet uh, and you had to fill in between 1 to 10 uh, of how much you agree with the statement. Yes. But all of the statements were negative. Right, okay. Uh, The statement was, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many times have you thought about self-harm? On a scale of 1 to 10, how often, um, when you're upset, how upset are you? Yeah. But there's, um, you're right in that they're given out too easily. That's, that's... uh, that's what I think. But in terms of those questions, that's why um, when you're interviewing, when the police are interviewing children about um, abuse, uh, they have to have yeah. a trained, uh, a, a trained specialist who interviews the children, so they do not ask 
Well, actually, with adults as well. So they don't ask leading questions. So did yeah. this man sexually abuse you? Did this man touch you on your genitals? It, those are leading questions where you're kind of, you feel, when you are answering a question from someone in authority, uh, there is a psychological phenomenon where we uh, are predisposed to answer in the affirmative. So did this man sexually abuse you? Yes. Did he touch your genitals? Yes. Would it be fair to say that um, it made you feel uncomfortable? Yes. You're kind of predisposed to answer like that. Um, yeah. And it, it's a real skill um to ask questions that are neither positive nor negative and are not leading and allow the person to tell their story yes i agree i agree that's very true uh rob well, i'm glad you stumbled upon us uh, i hope you keep listening i'm here every mondays to fridays 10 till one the, the show on before yeah. me is james whale i wouldn't bother listening with that he's a bit past it but um no, I, I, I look forward to speaking to you again mate and you lovely to talk to you have T- a good evening cheers my dears ta-ta there we go, you see. There we go. There we go, Gatford. That's how you do it. First time caller. You've been calling me for 12 years. Yeah. And in that five minutes of that first ever call from a, from a, from a caller, he displayed yeah. more wisdom, yeah. more humour, uh-huh. more entertainment than you've done in... If we were to take the best bits out of your 12 years of phoning me... Uh-huh. We would we would struggle to get thirty seconds as good as that that five minutes of of phone call. I can go if you want. Well, you've been going about four times. You've had you keep dropping off my screen. <laughs> it's a problem with uh, your end or my end. I don't know. It's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with my end. Well, not at the moment. I'm sure. But hey, she's going to look into it. Hey. Uh, I I think I know what you mean about the thing about uh, people calling up and not listening. Yeah, go on. but. I think your statement that you made afterwards is kind of why. Okay. The statement you made afterwards is you can call it about anything. That in itself makes it hard uh. for you to determine whether someone is listening or not. Maybe. If they can call, if they can call it about anything, yeah. then they don't need to listen. Well, the thing is, with the three people I'm thinking of in particular, Caddick, um, Ken <laughs> and Nigel, if you ask them, are you listening, they would uh, they would say no. And also, Caddick, last night, you know, for the first hour, we had um, Martin talking about JFK. And that's going out, has that gone out as a podcast now? Brilliant. All right, we'll tweet that. It has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Caddick phoned up like three times during the interview. Can I come on? Well, he's got a guest on. Oh, yeah, what's he talking about? Um... Uh, I, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think it might just be my ego that is getting slightly riled that well, people are phoning in. More, I think it might be more their ego, Ian. <laughs> well, it's their ego, ego to a certain extent. I mean, the, 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 the gentleman of which we speak, and for it is gentleman, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to choose my words really carefully. I, I know where you're coming from. Their, uh, their, know, uh, their social awareness yep. is slightly different to us, ours. Let, let's put it in a positive way. Talking to you could well be a highlight of their day. <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about that. But, no, 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 but in, a, in a positive way, <laughs> yeah. that could be something that each of them look forward to. Yeah. Uh, and and, not, uh, and not also, great, Nigel's call came um, after that that heartbreaking call from Lorna um, yesterday. Um, I haven't uh, heard that. If I'm honest, it, uh, it was it was it was it was a tough old call, and I, I I didn't handle it brilliantly. But then I saw Lorna posting 
uh, on the Facebook page, the Talk Radio listeners' Facebook page, which, by the way, it, it, there's a Talk Radio Facebook page, which is great, um, but there's also a Talk Radio listeners' Facebook page where, um, f- for, for every show I do, they go and post a new thread and people can go and chat about the show. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I pop in there from time to time and have a little look. Um, but um, L- Lorna, or at least someone purporting to be Lorna, went on there after the show had finished to say that she was alive and she was well and um and i took the liberties i do sometimes of when people post on facebook pages i went and looked at her page because you can do that can't you look at her pictures yeah i did i went and looked at her pictures (laughs) no i did i did i went and looked at her pictures because because she had been so revealing in her, her conversation i sort of wanted to um, and, and my suspicions were, if it was her, my suspicions were correct in that um, she's just a kid herself, you know, and I say that, I don't mean that in a patronising way. She's a very, very young lady. It looks like from pictures, I don't know her age, but she looks like a very young lady. Um, and um, it made her call all the more pertinent and, and all the more sadder, I think, because she's a, she's, she's a kid. And um, uh, yeah. she was, uh, she was, it was, it was a, a, an harrowing phone call last night. So I, I shall, thought. I shall catch up on. Is it, is it on the podcast? I don't know, that? mate. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. I'm being told by the podcast team that yes, indeed, it is. Yes. All right, Gafford, you done? Yeah, pretty much. Nice one. Cheers. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee, unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, dear listener. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We've got no calls lined up. So if you, you know, you're toying with the idea of, um, of phoning in, then do it now. You come, you come pretty much straight on. You phone up, you speak to Kath or Ed, they'll take your number, call you back, you'll be on the radio. Imagine the possibilities. Imagine what you could get. You can't swear, you can't be libelous. Apart from that, you can come on and talk about absolutely anything you want, guys. Absolutely anything. There's no set agenda. I'm going to sit here and go through the papers. And, um... You can call in and talk about anything you want. And I know sometimes that makes things a little bit harder in that you're thinking, well, I haven't got anything, I haven't got anything to call in about. That doesn't matter. You just find out, tell, tell us how you're getting on. You made it through. We made it through another day, guys. We made it. We survived another day. We made it. Huh? Be the weekend soon. Keep your heads down. Get on with it. Nose to the grindstone. Grindstone, my ass. Anyway, there's this story that has been fascinating me for ages and ages and ages. And there's a documentary coming out about it next week or the week after. Um, and and the Mail have done um, uh, the Mail have done a, 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 a double page spread, a two page spread. On this woman, Katie Morgan Davis. Anyone know the name? Anyone know the name Katie Morgan Davis? No, you won't know the name. Um, but it's it's the most incredible story. I found her on Facebook and I've messaged her to see if she'll come on at some point. I suspect that she won't. But 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 
Um, she's the woman who, do you remember, um, when was it? 2013? God, it was three years ago. Four years ago. She um, was the woman whose dad was a Maoist cult leader. Do you remember that? And he'd kept her sort of hostage, prisoner, in his house, along with a handful of other women, well, for her whole life. So for 30, for 30 years, she'd been in, um, in this house and never been out of the house. Now, here's the thing. I don't know what Maoism is. Obviously, it's Chairman Mao. It's an extreme form of communism, I'm, I'm guessing. Is it? Maoism. So it, it's got to be... Uh, I, I, I did start reading a book about Chairman Mao once, and I found it very, very heavy going, and I couldn't quite, um, couldn't quite break the seal on it. But I, okay, so Maoism, um, I make up, and until one of you corrects me, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, is a very kind of controlling communism, huh? Yeah, okay. How devastating is it to hear Katie Morgan Davies detail the memories of her childhood? A child will naturally crave comfort and cuddles. But what sort of warped world must a little girl inhabit when she seeks that solace from a bathroom tap? As opening paragraphs go, I used to tell the tap, You're on my side, says Katie, with the half-smile of someone who knows exactly how crazy her words sound. Imagine that. She would talk to a, she would she would talk to a tap, thinking it was her friend. We'll carry on with that in a minute. Let's go to Gary. Evening, Gary. How are you? All right. I'm all right, Gary. What you got for us? Uh, well, I started a conversation today with a bloke at work in the back of a lorry. Yes. And um, I was anticipating a nice sort of twenty minute conversation, and after thirty seconds, the conversation died. I'll tell you why in a minute. Oh. I, I was so desperate to have the conversation, I thought I'd have it with you. <laughs> Why did the conversation yeah. die? I'll tell you now. Basically, I said to this bloke in the back of the lorry, what do you think the five... Hang on a second, thought? hang on a second. Okay. What were you doing in the back of a lorry? Oh, we were just unloading unloading clothes and putting them on clothes rails. Okay, all right, fine, fine. So it takes a couple of hours, so yeah. so uh, yeah. he's not really a friend of mine. It's a sort of make-up conversation. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just someone you were working with for the day and you thought you'd strike yeah. up a conversation with him. That's it. Okay. So, anyway, I said to him, what do you think the five biggest or best artists are, music-wise, that's ever been? Oh, hang on a minute, Gary. We'll, we'll forget the Maoists. We're in. Yes, sir. So, I said to him, yeah. well, obviously... You know, the, the, so just to uh, start again, sorry, they, they, don't, they don't have to be in order, it's just the best five artists of all time. Five musical artists? Uh, when you say music, do you mean, like, rock and pop? Anything. Like, anything. classical? Anything at all. Oi, wow, this this so, game just so, got real. So, it's got to, obviously, span generations, span the world, yes. rather, you know, rather than just being Britishly famous. It's got to span time. Yeah. Uh, and it's got to spend the charts as well, you know. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah, I get it. So anyway, the conversation, I thought we was going to have a nice 20-minute conversation. Yeah. And after 30 seconds, it died, because I said to him, oh, well, obviously, you know, there's two that are non-negotiable. 
And he said, he said, what's that? So obviously, everyone listening to the radio now, and I'm presuming you and Don't Kat say the Beatles. Just... You're going to say the Beatles and Elvis? Correct. Right, okay. So I said to him, I will obviously, two of them are, you know, set in stone. And he said, who's that? So I said, oh, the Beatles and Elvis. And he went, nah, I don't <laughs> think so. And I thought that screaming because, you know, we come out with next. Yeah. He, he said, I don't really rate the Beatles. And I thought that screaming. He's not a friend of mine, but I thought no. that screaming. But it's not the point where we do like one. I, I'm talking about the world. Yeah. You know, it's well, forty or fifty years, and obviously the Beatles are in the top five somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you say, but you mention, but you mention Elvis. Now, I wouldn't put Elvis in the top five. Ah, see, see now that. You're going to scream at me, Gaz? Do you yes, want some? Yes. I, I was presuming Elvis and the Beatles were set in stone. Why would so you put Elvis in there? Because, because... Because he stole the black it, man's music? Because he had so many hits, one after the other, and... Well, and, and, but then, so, but then, um, but status quo have had more mm. British chart hits than anybody. They have more British chart hits than, than Elvis and the Beatles. Would would you put them in the top five if you're going by hits? So, okay, you, you think Stasis Quo have had more hits than Elvis? Yeah, in the British top 40, yes, they have. Oh, yes, but I'm talking about the world. This is what I'm talking about. The, so, so Stasis Quo may may have done in the in Britain, which I... The Spice Girls have more number ones in America than Elvis. D- d- now, are we going to put oh. the Spice Girls in the oh. top five? Well, I haven't got the answer, Ian. It's just a, it's a, it's a objective viewpoint. I'll give Something you my top five. Yes. Well, I'll give you my top four, and I'm in dispute about my own top five. So All I'll right, give, give, us, top give us your top five. four. Give us your top four. So you've got, you've got the Beatles? Beatles. And Elvis. Elvis. Terrible. Okay, I've got, I've got Michael Jackson. Oh, for crying out loud, you absolute... Per- and you said you can include classical music, yeah? Right, Jackson, yeah, yeah okay. What, are you disputing Michael Jackson? Yeah, of course I am! In the top five oh. of all time! I feel like... What, you, you're disputing that Michael Jackson is one of the best top five artists of all time? I wouldn't put him above Bark. All right, well, fair enough. Yeah. You're entitled to your opinion. I know, <laughs> but I know, I know the answer to this. Hmm. Right, go on. Uh, my fourth one was ABBA. Oh, for crying out loud, oh, you God. absolute muppet. Are you just yeah. doing this to wind me up? Are you doing this to wind me up? ABBA? <laughs> ABBA, <laughs> but ABBA did some good pop songs, but they all sound the same. Yes, but that's irrelevant of what you think of them. It's, it's the... I bet your number five is like the Mersey Beats or the Dave Clark Five or someone like <laughs> that. Is it the Mersey? Is it the Searchers? No, is it I'm Herman's gonna... Hermits? <laughs> worse, or better, in my point of view, but worse as far. I'm going to. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to tell you. Go on. The carpenters. <laughs> all time, you absolute pudding. I thought this was going to be a really good call, and it's just what? got progressively worse because you. Right. So you, it's the carpenter. You said it's between two. Well, no, no, no. I've actually written down about. I've written down about ten, which well, you could can't. Be that's a top ten. We're doing the top five. You, you, I, re- I realise that, but I've written down about ten that could be in the top five, so right. to speak. But um, I've got Elton the... John. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh my God. The thing is, got... all the people that you've picked, right? The Beatles yeah. to one side, mm. but all the people that you've picked: Elvis, Jackson, 
ABBA and the Carpenters, right? Mm. They had a, they had big hits, but they mm. also had uh, extended periods of their career, Elvis in particular, where they were releasing rubbish. So surely the 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 extended periods when they're releasing rubbish negates or at least balances out, counterbalances the hits. Maybe maybe you could give me a, a, a sample of what you, a quicker, what would right. you call your, your right. free, right. of, free of the I'm going to start, you... I'm going to have the Beatles. Right. Right, cause, and, and, and not just because of the hits, because more bands have had more hits than them, but because they were um, musical revolutionaries. They changed the way, not only that music is, um, is it, not only what we consider to be a song, but they changed the way the studio is used, um, and they changed the way that, that pop music is, it went from being something plastic to being an actual art form. So the Beatles, mm-hmm. you got the Beatles. Um, right. I'd also then have... Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. He, he, I suppose he wasn't on top of the pops that much, was he? <laughs> He's on top of the pops too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have Mozart. Okay. Then I'd have. Um... Did Mozart? Did Mozart sell records? Then I'd have Woody Guthrie. Blimey. <coughs> Because he travelled all around the world, learning songs, listening to songs, songs from all kinds of folk backgrounds, and he used those songs. He had an encyclopedic knowledge of thousands and thousands of songs passed down by slaves, passed down by um, uh, 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 sailors, passed down by workers, passed down by criminals, all of these things stored in his head. He invented... Invented. He created what we now know as folk music so i've got the beatles i've got mozart i've got woody guthrie um you'd have to have you'd have to have you'd have to have you'd have to oh you'd have to have someone like lead belly i don't know i don't know my blues too well right you can you make that noise do that noise again (laughs) <laughs> Sound like a horse, hungry. Yes. I, I, I don't know. No, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson I'm going to have. Robert Johnson, right? Because you, you can't have Elvis. You wouldn't have had Elvis if you hadn't had people like Robert Johnson. Oh. Right? The blues. Invented the blues. Right? Oh. Um, and for my final one, I would have, oh, absolute classic, Rick Astley. Classic. <laughs> I was going to have the Wurzels, but I've decided to. No, the last one. The last one I'm going to have is um, is um, is uh, Brian Wilson. There you go. Oh, the Beach Boys. Now, listen. Uh, let me give you my list of potential top. You've five. got twenty yeah. seconds. All right, I've got I've got the Carpenters, Elton John, Madonna, Billy Joel, Rolling Stones, George Michael, Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Queen, Diana Ross, Pink Floyd, Lionel Richie, Rod Stewart. Eminem, Robbie Williams. <laughs> Did you? Thank you, Gary. Great call. Did he seriously have Rod Stewart and Robbie Williams on that list? And he was making horse noises when I suggested Mozart? Yet he had Rod Stewart and Robbie Williams on that list? 0344 499 1000.
Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio is back. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. On Sork Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ben, help me out with this. Hello. Here's five... I'm still getting over that last call. By the way, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in contact, I'm in touch with Penis. I'm in touch with Penis. And they, they're going to send me that song. It's an br- br- absolutely brilliant song they did. I, I might play it later if they send it tonight. I can't get over his, um... The Beatles, yes. Although it could, you could argue, if you're doing all music of all times, you could argue against the Beatles quite successfully. Elvis... I would say the Beatles are in, inarguable. Really? Yeah, they're, they're locked down. Would you... Would you like a little bit of sport with me? I'm always up for sport. All right, here's some sport then. I don't think the Beatles should be in that list of top five artists of all time. You gave a very convincing argument yourself. Yeah, I know I did. I know. We're, do- we're doing... <laughs> we're, we're, that, that last ten minutes didn't happen. This is, this is sport now. <laughs> okay. uh, this is sport, just to see if I can. Yeah, I can. I don't think the Beatles should be in the top five artists of all time. And, and here are my reasons why. I'm all ears. Um, the first few albums, it's sloppy cover versions. <laughs> yes. And true. poorly played. Yes. And badly self-written songs where they're just basically trying to rip off Motown songs. Uh, uh, and they're, they're doing it in a very, um, very banal way. The, the songs in the first few albums are not very good. Lennon, terrible singer, terrible singer. His voice is awful, nasally, whiny, got very, very little range. Um, Harrison was an absolutely awful lead guitarist. All of the best. (laughs) Oh, this is fun. This is fun, actually. All of the best lead guitar pieces on Beatles albums were played by Eric Clapton. (laughs) And that's true. So he played, he played his guitar, and he played his wife. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, uh, Ringo was... Well, I don't even need to go into Ringo's drumming. <laughs> no, no, I- no Embarrassing. <laughs> um, very selfish band. As soon as they got close to success, they sacked... Well, they sacked Stuart Sutcliffe because he was the best looking of the lot. And then when they got close to success, they sacked Pete Best because he was the best looking of the remaining... Four. And people would go to see the Beatles to see Pete Best. So a very selfish, narcissistic, nasty, core, um, core group. Um, and a lot of their music is just down to studio trickery. They couldn't, I mean, they couldn't play live. The, the, any live concerts you hear of them are awful. And after 1965, they couldn't play any of those songs that they recorded live because they didn't have the technical proficiency. And the only reason they were so big is they got lucky. They got lucky and they just (laughs) caught the mood. It was all about timing. They just caught the mood at just the right time. The Dave Clark Five uh, appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show way more times than the Beatles did. I re- and there, I rest my case. That was fun. Do you know, uh, do you know what, Ian? I, I, you've convinced me. Yep. Uh, just give me a second. Just give me a second. <laughs> so 
but I'm just uh, <laughs> smashing up my first Good. edition of the White Album. There. Good. There you go. Uh, what would you, who would you put in the top five of all time? Then so you got the Beatles. Yeah, so the Beatles are, I mean, you haven't really convinced me. No, okay. It was a a valiant effort. I'm listening while you're talking. I'm just emailing penis. (laughs) Well, do you know what? Before we talk about music, let me talk about something else very briefly, because it's it's on that subject, actually. It's on the subject of penis. Yeah. Um, As you know, I work in television. Yeah. And I've just recently finished on a job for Channel 4 uh, about a zoo. I'm not going to, maybe, I'm not sure if I shouldn't name the name or the name. About the zoo. It's a show about people, uh, animals at a zoo. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of the animals is a tapir. What is that? Oh, is that the thing that's got a long tongue? An anteater? No, no. Well, that would be an anteater, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, a tapir is something different. It's kind of halfway between a horse and a elephant. What? Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. So... What I'd like you to do, I'm going to tell you to, can you do an image search on Google? Yeah. Or even a YouTube search, and yeah. maybe everyone listening can do this, because this is something I discovered on this show that I was working on over the last couple of months. All right, here we go, here we go. You need to look up tapir, yeah. T-A-P-I-R. I know how to spell tapir, Ben, I'm 43. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, it was an anteater. Well, I, yeah, well, you think it's a cross between an elephant and a horse, and you've seen it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so tapir, penis. Oh, God. La- last week, I don't know if you heard the show last week, we ended up um, Googling tortoise penis and tortoise vagina. Uh, we, had tort- we had tortoise sex on the show. Yep, well, tapir penis. All right. Um, you need to look up a tapir penis. Oh, my God. Look at the size of that. <laughs> I'm going to play a 16-second audio clip. I don't know what we're going to learn from it. <laughs> well, that's that's cruel. That's some people laughing at a tape here with an erection. Flipping it, it's it's half the length of the animal. Yeah, it's, 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 but that's, that's just the beginning of the intrigue. Well, now I'm watching it, now I'm watching it have sex. Why are you doing this to me, Ben? This is not, this is not entertainment. <laughs> I'm watching tapirs make love. <laughs> Who'd film well, that? Look, There's tapir pornography. Make tapir love, not war. It looks like a giant mushroom. Well, here's where it gets really interesting. So the tapir penis is prehensile. Oh my God. So they can move it in any direction look, they want. I can see! <laughs> Oh, he's he's gone a little bit early, that fella. Never mind. Um, and, um, and now the other thing, if people who haven't looked up the image, if they've seen the film Prometheus, yes. it looks like the alien at the beginning of Prometheus. If you're following and me on Twitter, I'm about to tape penis. <laughs> not safe for work. There we go. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tweet the. Um, um, there we go. I've just tweeted that so everyone can um, can suffer the abuse that uh, the visual abuse that I've just endured. Flipping it. So not only can this penis uh, kind of go in any direction it wants, those flanges on the side at the end yeah. can can grip. They can grip onto things with that. Uh. <laughs> Why? I don't... Un- what the hell are you telling this to me for? I, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, I discover things and I like to share them. Jesus! <laughs> 
Absolutely. Anyway, very quickly, yes. musical, top, musical top five. Top five, of, and this is all genre, everything, right? Everything, yes. Now, I don't want to sound um, snobbish, yes. but I did study music oh. at university. Oh! So, yeah, Rod Stewart's not going to be in that top five. <laughs> no, no uh, you can't put Rod Stewart in the top five. Yeah, yeah. Tape here, Rod's, maybe, but not No, you can't Rod put Stewart. in the top five. Hang on, little update. Uh, Jess from Penis has emailed back. We're going to get the track tomorrow. I'll play the track tomorrow because it's such a good song. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant pop song. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll play it tomorrow. And um, they are, if, if you want to find them on Twitter, they are at Penis Band. No, Penis Band. At Penis Band. There we go. Uh, yeah, go on. Right. So, sorry, your top five was Rob, Rob, Rod Stewart and Robbie yeah, Williams. Uh, yeah, Rob, Rob Stewart. Yes. Rob, Robert Williams Stewart. Yes. Um, yeah, take that. No, of course not. Of course not. Don't be stupid. No, so, I mean, Beatles, yes, definitely. Let's get this quick. So, Eric Farty. Eric Farty? No. <laughs> Cheap gag. Good gag. We're, we're Eric, better than uh, that. We are better than that. Eric Sarty. Who's Eric Sarty? Eric Sarty was a French composer. Okay. Who basically invented ambient music. Oh, hang on a minute. I thought language. Eno invented ambient music. Ask Eno. Okay, he did it in a nicket. Who did the theme tune to Arena? I don't know. Who did do the theme tune to Arena? Brian Eno. Did he? Thing. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, is that the one with the neon bottle floating in the water? Correct. Yeah, correct oh, that's good, that. I like that, yeah. Um, so, Eric Sarty. Yes. Now, Steve Reich. Yeah, yeah, the gu- guitarist. No. Oh. You're f- are you thinking of Stevie Ray Vaughan? Um, there's a difference between those two guys? Well, other than name, they're exactly the same. Okay. They both they both played blues guitar and died in a helicopter crash. Yes. Oh. No, that's not true. Steve oh. Reich. Steve Reich was a minimalist composer. Okay. Who in- basically invented dance music? Oh God! Ac- kind of accidentally. Oh God! But this is too boring for you. Know the guy? No, no. You know the guy? You know the guy that invented ecstasy was looking for a cure for the common cold. I did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's he's in, he's in his laboratory inventing the cure for the common cold. Right, I, I think I've made uh, cure for the common cold. I'm going to put a little picture of a dove on it, and I'm going to I'm going to take that. <laughs> An hour later, no, I'm still uh, I'm still sniffing. But do you know what? I love it. <laughs> what a muppet! How do you do that? How do you get it so wrong? Good there thing. was a guy who invented LSD looking for the cure for the common life. <laughs> I don't know what he, he was. He was looking for the cure for the meaning of life. That's what they were uh, up to. He was a sweet, Swiss, a Swiss scientist, the guy that did LSD. Correct. Uh, not Leary. Um, no, Leary was the one that went around banging on about it all the time, boring anybody that would listen to it. Um, it was it was a Swiss guy, uh, uh, <sighs> Lysergic something something twenty five. His name his name was Lysergic. Yeah, that was his name. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he got it from. Ben, listen, we're never going to find out your full list because you kept banging on about drugs, and we don't condone drugs on this show. Don't do drugs, kids. Are you watching the tape here video? Yeah. Unbelievable. Thank you, Ben. Um, Chris? 
Richard, stay there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Seriously, don't do drugs, kids. They're, they're, they're a waste of money, and uh, they'll rot your brains. Uh, we'll carry on talking about the Maoists in a bit, but we, we seem to have been sidetracked slightly by trying to come up with a list of the top five musical acts of all time. Bearing in mind the guy that set the question uh, included Rod Stewart and Robbie Williams. Yeah. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, Tapir Sex. Um, uh, top five musical artists of all time. We'll go back to the Maoists in a bit because it's a fascinating story. Um, and anything else that you want to phone in about. Uh, Chris is on the line. Good evening, Chris. Uh, good evening, um, or uh, hi, Ian. Um, good, good evening or hi, indeed. Both work, Chris. I have, <laughs> the one I won't accept, and I will never accept this, is when it goes past midnight and someone says good morning. No, 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 no. It's not morning until you've had a sleep. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Well, uh, some people sleep and some people don't. Some people... What's the longest you've ever gone without sleep? Oh, gosh. Um, about two days. Hey, I'm a three-day. I know. I, I, three I, 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 uh, I didn't ring you up any anyway to talk oh. about sleep. Okay, no, fine, that's fine. No, it's all, um, I, I heard you talking about different um, songs and things. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I, 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 I discovered you... Um, a couple of months ago, because oh. I used to listen to a different radio station. Go on, which one did you listen to? LBC. Aye. Aye. <laughs> I used to work there a long time ago. Um, and, and what? What you get? You just got? You got a bit bored one night. That sounds awful, actually. But, uh, well, no, and I don't mean that as a criticism of the people that are on, because I know the guy that's on, you know, he's, he's sort, sort uh, of a mate. I'm not going to mention his name. No, no, no. Yeah. It, uh, well, I will, because um, he's... Uh, no, he, he's, no, he's all right. Yeah, 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 he's all right. He's all right. He's good at what he does, but... <laughs> so, when did you read your, your, your voice like that? Yeah. <laughs> but so, no, but sometimes uh, the, the reason we're doing this show, Chris, is because I don't think there are enough shows on where you can just have a laugh, and it can get I serious, do. and we do get serious. But you, the radio for me, it, it should be a laugh. That's why I like listening. I, I I've gone blind. Uh, that's what? Not gone, not through listening that, to that's me. Got nothing to do with it. Not through listening. To, when, when did you go blind, Chris? It's, it's progressive, actually. Oh man, alive. But you deal with it. You got to. I I got lost. I got. Um, see, I I go out now and again. Yeah. And I got lost again. Today? No, yesterday. Yesterday. So what were you? What where, were you going to the shops or something? And you just you you. you took no, a... I I I see. I live down in very Swansea. Yeah. I went up to Cardiff and I got lost. Hey. How did you get? How did you get back? Train. So you managed to find. You managed to find your. Are you completely uh, blind, or, or can you still see some bits and pieces? I, I can still. Um, I can still see a little bit. Yeah. I, I've always been independent. I. I, it's, I used to teach. Yeah. 
that must be um that must be i don't know i'm gonna say the word frustrating but maybe that that is <laughs> maybe that's that, that that that's not the half of it but it it, it that has got to be depressing to lose your eyesight uh, um no it's 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 not depressing i know i no, it's not. It's not. You, t- you, t- I, I got. Okay, it it took me a long time to carry a white cane. Yeah. And I, I do carry a white cane. I ate carrying it. And I, I got, I got guide dogs coming down next week. Jesus Christ! Can I do that? Can you do what? Get a guide dog. Well, do you, do, can you? Do you want a guide dog? No. I want to have my sight back. Is there any feasible way of you getting your sight back? No. Right. <laughs> well, then a guide dog's not a bad compromise, is Aye. it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, be a bit of... Co- I mean, do you like dogs? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I've been with a few. <laughs> well, steady, steady, steady. Steady, steady. I know. You don't don't, don't lose the audience now. They're on your sorry, side. Sorry, Um I do apologise. No, but, um... Do you live alone? I used to be married. Many years ago. And that went pear-shaped? No, it did not. No. No. You suggested the fact that you said that I, you I, used I'm to be gonna married. Put, I'm going to put you on a downer now. Go on. She died. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Unfortunately. Yeah. How long ago did she pass away, if you don't mind me many, asking? Many, many, um, many years ago. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. But... Do I? Sounds like... I'm sorry, man. It sounds like you've had a lot of bad luck. Well, I don't know. Life is what you make it. Uh, but I, I'm going to sidetrack you now. Okay. Right? Yeah. You were talking about music. Yes. Music is my future. <laughs> and it will be my last. <laughs> who is... Uh, hang on a minute. Uh, who is that? I'm trying to work out who that is. I know that song. You do. Yeah. You're old school, you are. Yeah, I am old school. Yeah. I can't oh, think I'm... who that is. It's not... I'm, uh, I want to say Barry Manilow. Um, I'm not quite sure, actually. Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> I know, I... Um... Google it. I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it. You might it. be right, actually. I want to say... Oh, hang on a minute. It was it was this pudding. Here we go. Music was my first love. It will be my last. Spoke called John Miles, but I reckon Manilow must have done it at some point. I think um, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I I. Uh, I uh, I, 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 I'm, do you remember, um, Mud? Uh, yeah, I, Mud, the, the group. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to argue that Mud should be in the top five musical yeah. artists of all time. Yes. Oh, and, for and what, what was the other one as well? Um. The Sweet. Oh, I, I used to like sweet. Well, that's neat, that's neat, that's neat, that's neat. I really love your tiger feet. <laughs> well, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I really love your tiger feet. Uh, Buster! He, 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 he was a good, good... Yeah. Yeah, I have. Was. Yeah, totally. 
You cannot, I can't, listen, you sound like a nice bloke, right? Oh, I cannot allow you to put mud on the list of top five. Mud on the top five artists of all time. <laughs> you are having a laugh. They weren't yeah. even the top five artists of 1973. <laughs> right. Okay, then. All right. I know I've got a, a terrible... Uh, my... Um, my partner, well, she's French. She does my head in. Yeah. And um, she uh, blah, 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 blah. I bet, she, I bet you annoy her just as much. I do, I, I'm sure I do. Good lad. Yes. Good lad. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, when my wife died, yeah. I, I, yes, I, I went into... And then... And then... <laughs> Go on. I, I, am I speaking live on, on... Yeah, you were on the radio, Chris. Bloody hell. Yeah, I know. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> huh? You're doing brilliantly, Chris. I, I know, I, I, I was... Like, I, I've listened to you now. Yeah. Right? And I, I listened to you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I, I, I remember somebody saying to you... They used to watch you on television. Long time ago, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. didn't like you. Yeah. So I'm going to put myself in that thing. I didn't like you on television. No. I thought he was an ass. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, <laughs> I was, that's what I was paid to be. I was paid to be an ass. yeah. I wasn't I, really I, me on the TV, but... Um, yeah. No, but Ian, Ian, you make me smile on the radio, actually. I, I, you know, sometimes when you judge people... I think it's wrong. But we all do it, and, and we all do it, particularly, we, we do it when we're on the bus, we do it when we're on the train, when we do it when we watch people on TV. We think we know someone, because yes. we've seen them on TV for four minutes. I know. And some people are like the way they are on TV, but most people are, are generally delightful off, off of uh, TV. I know. It's funny, isn't it? I don't, I don't, I don't watch TV anymore. It's, I, I don't I, watch, I, it's a load of old rubbish. <laughs> Well, he was on it. Well, yeah. As, as Noel Coward once said, Chris, TV, oh, television oh, is oh, for oh, watching. Oh, 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 oh. Television is for watching, not for appearing on. No, hang it's on. Television is for... Noel Coward. The wrong way around. Television is for appearing on, not for watching. There we go. I, uh, I, I, went, I went to Bath. Um, I didn't go and have a bath. No. I went to Bath, the city. Yes. You know, you must know Bath. I know Bath, yes, 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 yeah. I'm aware of it. I always confuse oh, it with Bristol. Said Bath or Bath? Yes. Bath. Right. And I went to go, go and watch an old, an, an old coward play. Blythe Spirit. Um, I can't remember what it was called, actually, Ian. Okay. Uh, I went to um, Bath Royal Theatre. Yes. And <laughs> I was there with, with um, my French partner. Hello, yes. Yes, hello. Bonjour, <laughs> bon, bonjour, bonjour, madame. <laughs> and she said to me, I can't handle it. No. She didn't, she didn't like the play. Oh, I outrageous. Said, right, we stay in. Yeah, I'll teach you. Well, we're, we're out of Europe soon, Chris, so she'll have to go. Um, <laughs> we have to go. Chris, listen, I'm glad you've called in. Call in again, won't you, mate? I enjoy your show, Ian. 
I Th- really do. Thank you, Chris. I'm glad you do. I look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you very much. 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Would no, no coward go in the top five? Uh, possibly. I felt I was cheating a bit by putting Brian Wilson in there. Um, the top five of all time, the Beatles. So I've got the Beatles, Mozart, Woody Guthrie, Robert Johnson, and Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson's a bit of a cop-out, actually. I need to rethink that. Still better than the guy who phoned in with the topic. Get this, his top five artists, right, of all time, of all time and all genres, the Beatles, Elvis, has he never heard Clambake? Jackson, Abba, and the Carpenters. Now, I like the Carpenters. I'm, I, I've seen, I'm old enough. I've seen the Carpenters. I love them. Top five of all time. You're having a laugh. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. one in your reach Now we're gonna shake the beach Yeah, yeah, yeah Do the clam Do the clam He's singing a song Grab your called Do the Clam Turn and tease Hug and squeeze Dig right in and do the clam Dig right in and do the clam That just doesn't sound right, does it? That does it. And he wanted to put him in the top five music artists of all time of all time! Flipping heck. 03444991000 is the telephone number. It's half past 11. We're halfway through the show. Um, do give us a call. Um, Richard! Hello. Um, I'd like to direct my hate towards the people of um, the Hebden Bridge tonight. Um, okay, yes, Richard, because for those who don't know, Richard, uh, every time he comes on, he picks, picks a place up north um, where he uh, hates. And tonight it's Hebden Bridge, you say? Uh, yes, uh, Hebden Bridge, which is uh, near Leeds. Okay, well, fine. They, they are feeling the um, heat of your wrath this evening, Richard. Also, if, if the guy, the previous caller, wasn't um, calling for a mobile, can I try and guess his area code? Um, yeah, sure, why not? Why would you want well, to do that? It, 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 it's an accent thing. I, I, I get the feeling you might be from where I'm from. Okay, listen, well, let, uh, Catherine would let me know if, if you get it correct, so go on. Was it 01656? No, uh, incorrect answer. He said where he was calling from. Didn't, oh, no, he said oh, he'd, gone he? to, he said he'd gone to Bath. Uh, yeah, no, you have oh, incorrect, but he might have okay, moved. Was, he might it, have it, moved. It was 01792 then. Nope. Okay. Oh, Ma- oh, mate, well. this, if, if you were on You Bet... Um, you'd have Darren Day <laughs> pulling yeah, his hair my, out. What, my one thing. Um, you blew it, mate. Okay, right. You right, off that. Uh, firstly, I'd like to give you a music recommendation. Yep. Because um, I know you like, like, uh, slick, poppy music. Yeah. Uh, the great track came out today by Dirty Projectors called Up in Hudson, which I think you'd really enjoy. It sounds and then, awful. It's actually really, really good. 
Dirty um, Projectors up in Hudson. It's a terrible band name. It's awful, isn't it? Dirty, well, so is um, Penis, it's actually it's a really, a really good song. Up in Hudson. Um, okay. It's seven minutes long. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's... Oh, dear God. Okay. Skip forward a bit. Whenever I saw your face, laid my eyes on you. Was the Bowery Ballroom? It sounds a bit like, um. Was there. It sounds a bit like. Hang on a minute. It sounds a bit like. You were shredding Marshall too. And I knew. Wasn't there a band called Jelly Bean? Uh, not that I've heard of. Isn't but... there a band? Wasn't there a band from the eighties, late eighties, early nineties, called? Oh, I was born in nineteen eighty nine. All right, mate. <laughs> the eighties, the eighties. No one was born in the eighties. Wasn't there a band called Jelly Bean that sound? Exactly the same as that. I'm sure there was. Not Jelly Bean. I'm thinking of. Um, Hang on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. This is Jelly Bean. And their song is exactly the same length. Hang on. Let's just jump forward. Let's jump forward to the singing. Um, hang I'm on. Hang on. Apart from being in 4-4. Hang on. Don't get old musical with me. I'll stop this is a dance. Hang on. exactly the same song. recognising faces as well. Exactly the same song, mate. So, yes, <laughs> so, um, your song Dirty, uh, Dirty Projectionist uh, is just a rip-off of Jelly Bean. Okay, cool. Uh, I actually put it to my top five um, yeah, artists, but, but uh, your producer tried to encourage me to do my top five... Um, Genitalia of all time. Oh, um, but I uh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, let's try and keep it above the belt. Although some yeah, well, can I, be I, found I, above I, the belt. I had to sort of back off the suggestions, and thank I was like, you. you know, this is a family show. Yeah, thank you, Richard. I appreciate that, man. Very, very um, kind of you. Right, top five. Yes, uh, the Beatles, obviously. Yeah, is yeah okay. XTC. Of all doubt, um, now, 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 now. My love of XTC is uh, is well known. And uh, is is boundless, but the top five artists of all time. He, I think even Mr. Partridge well, would disagree. Well, I was going on what I listen to the most. Oh, the okay, sorry, right? Most. So, okay, yeah. So, uh, if the phone well, were the, 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 obviously the, 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 my favourite artists are the ones for the albums I go back to repeatedly. Yeah, and um, Skylarking, I listen to probably oh, at least twice a week. Jeez, that's a great. That is a great record, isn't it? It is. Todd Rundgren's a genius. Well, but you know they hate... Well, but have you heard the remastered um, Skylarking where they fix oh, yeah, the they, polarity? Yeah they, yeah, they hate each other, don't they? Yeah, because... Well, they hate each other, but also they, they realised that, that Rundgren had messed up the polarity. So instead of the noise being blasted out, it was being sucked in and they re... Oh. They fixed it. They, they've reversed the polarity and suddenly it becomes this much more vibrant, poppy LP. I, I think Todd Rundgren denies all of this. Yes, he? he does. He does. He, he, he completely <laughs> denies it. And, but 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 yes, they <laughs> fell out massively. If you ever want to okay. upset Andy Partridge, ask him what he thinks about Todd Rundgren, and he just sinks into a <laughs> funk of despair. Bless him. 
I am. Um, Andy Partridge once uh, replied to one of my tweets, and um, my friend just hates me since because yeah. he's like intensely. You know, I went to Andy Partridge's house and I blew it. Oh, you always have to one up everyone. No, don't but, you? Uh, but I went there and I blew it. He, after <laughs> an interview once, uh, when I was at a music station, he said, "Look, look here, Ian. I can't do the voices. Look, Ian. I like you, and I used to like you on the telly, and I think we'd get on. Um, you've got my phone number. Give me a call, and we'll go out for lunch one day." And I'm there salivating, and I, and, and I phoned him up. I took him up on the offer. And I went down to Swindon, and we went out for tapas, and then we went back to his house, and I went to the shed, and I sat in his shed and played with his keyboard, and th- then we went into his house, and he played me some um, Bee Gees records. Um, and then uh, 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 neither of us are particularly socially adept, right? So I was waiting for the queue to be told to go, and he was obviously waiting for the queue for me to say, well, thanks, Andy, I'll be off now. I stayed there for eight hours. Oh, wow. Eight hours! And I blew it! I've never been invited there since! But, yeah, that is blowing. That is blowing. What, I do admire his commitment to Swindon, because obviously, yeah. he, I imagine he's, he's not a poor man. Uh, he could live anywhere, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, he still loves he Swindon. Loves it. Like, he lives there. He lives there. If, if a civil war broke out, he'd be on the front lines fighting <laughs> for the Democratic People's Republic of Sweden. Um, Andy Partridge is simply one of the best songwriters that has ever, ever lived. And when he... You know he wrote a song for the monkeys. He phoned me up and played the song down the phone to me, and I was in tears. My favourite songwriter had written a song for my favourite band, and I was probably the, the second person to ever hear it. What a moment! Was this before or after you stuffed it up in his house? This was after. We, st- we still talk. He phones, okay. Do you know what? He actually phones me up from time to time, and, 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 and I'm, I need to send him an email, because um, he's been offering me some, lo- some good advice for us. He's a very, very good soul, Andy Partridge, and a, a, a beautiful soul. But you wouldn't put him in the top five? No. No, no, no. Wouldn't put him in the top five. <laughs> okay, no, right. No. Okay, I'll continue. Uh, Daft Punk. I, your next one better be really good, right? Otherwise, I'm cutting you off. Uh, I'm, this is going to go one of two ways. Kanye West. So, 0344... 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to um, give us a call. Um... And let us know your top five bands of all time. Ah, oh, dearie, dearie me. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Jeff Lloyd is leaving Absolute Radio. What the hell are those idiots thinking? What the hell are those idiots thinking? Quick, get Denny on the phone. Get him here! For goodness sakes! Do you know what? Jeff Lloyd is, is, is absolutely brilliant. Uh, and I would rather listen to his show. I think there's too much music in his show. Um, and I've been thinking for ages about how do I, how do I approach him to get him to, uh, to invite him on this show as a guest? Well, now we have the perfect in. We'll invite him. Here's what we'll do. This is what we'll do. We'll invite Jeff Lloyd onto this show as a guest. But we'll also make sure that Denny, our boss, is in the building at the same time. And we'll go, oh, hey, Denny, this is, uh, this is Jeff Lloyd. Jeff, this is, this is Denny, our boss. Oh, n- my phone's going. Listen, will you guys be okay for a few minutes? I just need to go and get this phone call. Boom. That's what happens. That's what we're going to do. Don't worry, Jeff, we got this one covered, brother. We've got this one covered. 
reshuffle my backside. But, 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 but one of the greatest music um, pres- I mean, it, it, I, I suspect he won't be too long out of a job because he is such a talent and he's so funny and clever and knowledgeable and um, and he's a charming gentleman. Jeff, we got this one covered. Back to this story, guys, that I started an hour ago. Why am I going back to it an hour later? Because we haven't got any phone calls. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can call them about anything. The phones are generally, you know, uh, uh, a little bit quiet at this time of the night. That's the way it goes. Um, and we're kind of cool. It'll pick up again about 12, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe not, you know, and um, I'll have to sit here and earn my money. <gasps> Who'd have thunk it? We've got tickets to go and see the new train spotting movie tomorrow. And part of me's thinking, I don't know if I can be bothered. I tell you why, I didn't like the, fir- I didn't like the first train spotting. And that's considered um, a blasphemy by some people. I remember going to see the first train spotting. Um, at the uh, cinema in Enfield, I think it was, same place I saw the Brady Bunch movie. I enjoyed the Brady Bunch movie a hell of a lot more than Train Spotting. I'll tell you that for now. A hell of a lot more. I don't really remember Train Spot. I remember the toilet bit, and I remember the girl's boobs. You saw the girl's boobs, and it turned out she was like 16 or something. I remember, I remember that. That's all I can remember from it, really. Um, so I, yeah, you know, may, maybe. Uh, are you a fan of Train Spotting, George? Oh, saw it once, uh, and I, I think I was probably too young. Frightened me a bit. Did it really? Well, did it? Well, okay. Did it stop you from experimenting with heroin? Oh, it um, it put me off drinking too much because the man who drinks a lot gets a bit violent in pubs. Yes, yes, but, I uh, like that character. That was were lovely, nice guys, really, weren't they? Just a victim of circumstance. Yeah, so, oh, uh, God, listen to uh, you. Got straight on it. You, you, you're a snowflake. <laughs> you're, you're a bleeding heart liberal. Michael Gove, right? Michael mm-hmm. Gove, one of the people that has completely knackered this country. Um, you, you know that uh, Boris Johnson. Compared someone in France to a Nazi um, uh, uh, prisoner of war camp guard. Oh, right? No, right? So Boris yeah. Johnson compared, I don't know who it was, it might have been Hollande, I don't know who. He said his behaviour, was it Hollande? He said his behaviour was, uh, uh, was similar, he was handed, that Hollande was handing out um, a punishment beating um, in the same way that a prison guard would do in a World War II film, right? The implication oh, okay. being, yes. he's being a Nazi, right? You get, yep. But so it was a stupid thing to say, right? Particularly, it, it's always stupid to make comparisons with Nazis anyway. It's, it never goes down well. Especially to a Frenchman, who the, the French suffered extremely badly under the Nazis, as did a lot of people. Particularly in reference to Europe. It's just a stupid thing to say, right? And loads of people came out and went, well, that's a really stupid thing to say. Michael Gove then came out and said, "Oh well, everybody who's taken offence by it is a snowflake. It's just, it's just a harmful, it's just a harmless uh, little throwaway uh, it was comment." Bit of something, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, yeah. a theatrical bit of theatrical something. Flavour, yeah. And he, he caught, he caught Michael Gove's calling us snowflakes now. Jeez, what the hell? <laughs> what an absolute pudding! 
uh, I, you know what? I'm not surprised any longer by anything. Uh, I feel like I'm watching. Uh, oh God, what's it called? Uh, Black Mirror, Broken Mirror, whatever that thing is. All uh, day long, just nuts on TV. Um, oh yeah, no, I've never. I've oh, never. That, I've never nah, seen Black Mirror. It's not my cup of tea. No. No. Oh, look at look at look at Jeff Lloyd. Lovely Jeff Lloyd. Let's um, let's get Jeff Lloyd on the show. Okay. Um, anyway, what have you called in for, George? Uh, excitingly, I was looking online today, and uh, I saw a little thing came up. The CIA have put on like twenty-five million uh, Freedom of Information Act uh, documents onto their website now. Oh. Fully searchable, so How? you can get in there, you can start typing in all sorts of stuff. Anything that was deemed sort of uh, available to go on to the internet and be a Freedom of Information file. From a, America? In America, yeah, CIA, obviously. Um, where where do I find all this information? Oh, my goodness. I found it at, let me have a look, uh, well, so CIA.gov. At where? CIA.gov? Forward slash library. 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 Forward slash reading room. All right, let's have a little look. All right, let me, um... But I've search. already found the best one for you. You don't have to go and have a look. Okay, go on. Okay, I'm looking at the title here. Uh, it is titled Experiments, forward slash, Yuri Geller, August 4th to 11th, oh, 1973. Oh, baby. <laughs> the object of this group of experimental sessions is to verify Geller's apparent paranormal perception under carefully controlled conditions and to head towards an understanding of the physical and psychological variables underlying his apparent ability. They checked him out? They checked him out. Second paragraph, underlined by someone in the CIA <laughs> who's passed this around, and they've now deemed this is fine for people like me to have a look at, to phone up radio to tell people like you. Yeah. As a result of Geller's success in this experimental period, we consider that he has demonstrated his paranormal perceptual ability in a convincing and unambiguous manner. Um, what the F? The CIA think that Yuri Geller can uh, use his brain to look at things that he can't see. I love Uri Geller, and it's pronounced Uri, and I, I, it makes me very uncomfortable saying Uri in the same way it makes me uncomfortable to say Moog and not Moog, but that's how they're pronounced. And we used to get, when I used to do um, a breakfast show on Channel 4 years and years ago, we'd get Uri on quite often because he was good value. I'll never forget, right, once, we, we were, it was filmed in Whiteley Shopping Centre, and once as I was leaving, I said, oh, Uri, it's my mum on the phone, I've got to take it. This is when she still lived at home, and he said, oh, is she, is she okay? I said, oh, no, she's very ill, and she's got MS. He went, let, Ian, let me speak to your mother. And uh, I, and I, I happened to know that my mum was a bit of an Uri Geller fan. She thought he was good-looking. And I went, mum, um, listen, I've got Uri Geller with me. Do you want to have a word with him? She's like, oh, yes, yes. He went, and he took the phone, and he's going, Linda, what I want you to do is I want you to think positive thoughts, Linda. You're going to have a very positive life, and I'm sending you lots of energy, Linda. And he was doing all this bullshine down the phone, and she loved it. She loved it. And so, because of that, I, I've i always thought he's a top bloke. The other reason was, uh, the show was on 7 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock in the morning. And he had this belt on. He had this really interesting belt. And I think the buckle looked like a gun. And at the start of the show, I went, coming up, we got Uri Geller. All right, Uri. Hey, by the way, that's a really interesting belt you're wearing. And he went, ah, 
Let me show you. And he undid the belt, and he whipped it off, and he went, look, if I move it this way, it becomes a bong. And his belt was a belt bong! <sighs> it was a belt bong! Oh, my days. Unbelievable. Naughty, naughty Uri. And, I, and he bent a spoon for me. I saw him bend a spoon, and I had for a while, and I've lost it now, but, and I wish I still had it. I had a, a, a bent, signed Uri Geller spoon. And it's an amazing trick to watch. It's an incredible trick. We had at home, uh, years back, uh, before I was born, I think he was on Rogan or something, like the first time he hit Britain, late 70s, early 80s, yeah, yeah. I remember when, and mum, because he was, you know, big news, and mum was watching at home, and he said, you know, he was doing the spoons and stopping watches and stuff, and he said, if you're at home, you know, go and grab a spoon now, and it, you know, it might just work. We have a spoon at home, uh, that has, like, an amazing, perfect sort of semicircular kink straight down the middle that Mum had in her hand when she was watching it, um, you know, all those years ago. Hang on a minute. So you were watching Geller on TV and he bent a spoon in your house? Yeah, yeah, it's it's the thing that happens. In the CIA report, there's people saying that he was in the room and they had keys in their pocket that bent. Well, you know the trick he does, you know the trick he does where he says, get out your broken watches and clocks, I'm going to fix them for you. You know how he does that, don't you? Just, um, gives a little shake. Yeah, it's just the fact that you've, just the fact that you've moved them, uh, and you probably haven't moved them for ages, uh, that gets some old broken watches and clocks going again for about a minute. Um, and also, w- when people then fun up the radio station, it's unlikely, in the 70s and 80s, now it would be different because we're a bit more cynical, but in the 70s and 80s, you know, it, it, it would be mainly people phoning up to go, yeah, it worked! So you put them on the air, yeah, it worked, you get five people, yeah, it worked! Oh, Boom, true. there you yeah, go. Yeah, of course, I suppose you're very selective with the uh, the old choice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, no, there's, it's a 30-page document here, there's three or four other ones, but they're saying apparently they'd sort of, they'd lock someone in a room, uh, wow. He'd be locked in another one, uh, electrically shielded, whatever that means. Yeah, well, it means, it means um, shielded by electricity, you muppet, obviously. Oh, OK, sorry. sorry. Sorry, that was harsh, that was harsh. That was unnecessary and that was harsh, I apologise. It's been a long day, George. That's right, I'm not a snowflake. Hey! Uh, George, thank you for that. I've tweeted the link if anyone wants to go and look up the CIA files. Tom! Oh, evening, in your, your impressions are terrible. Sorry? Um, um, Uri Geller. I, uh, unless you'd told me who you're talking about, I wouldn't have worked out who that was. You do a better Uri Geller. I, I can't. I don't have any spoons because I use my... My name is Uri Geller. And today, I am going to make Reading win the Football League. What I want you to do, everybody listening to this at home, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to say out loud with me, Win! Can you say it with me? Win. Say it with me, Tom. Win. Win. Say it with me, Katia. Win. Say no. Say it. You've got to mean it, Katia. Say win. Win. Say win, Tom. Win. Say win, Katia. Win. And that is it. And now, if we look, Big Ben has stopped working. See that? You cut, Tom. You've got the you've got the bare face cheek to come on the radio and tell me that. Is a terrible impression of Uri Geller? That wasn't the main reason for ringing, but actually that was quite good. Thou! At last! Thank you! What was the main reason for ringing, Tom? 
the the the, the, the principal reason for my phone call yes, was was to say thank you oh. for a recommendation oh. to listen to a track of the Beach Boys, oh, which yeah. I'd never heard before until you recommended it. But it absolutely was blew me away. Which which one? I think it was called Our Prayer. Oh, the the wordless. Uh, Acapulco um, little piece. Isn't it incredible? The harmonies in it are just extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, alive. Uh, yeah, it's it's an obscure one. It's kind of hidden away on an obscure album, and um, it doesn't get played too often, but it's just... Um, it, it, it's a stunning piece of pure music. I, I think there's the potential for other um, other musicians to develop... Um, the the harmonies there in, yeah. into something instrumental because yeah. it is so um, there's so much going on. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a comp- it's it's it's, uh, it's simple and complicated at exactly the same. T- oh, thank you, Tom. Well, I'm glad you dug that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Not at all. Do you want me to give you another one? Go for it. Um, Beach Boys from the 1971 Surf's Up album. It's a song called "Till I Die." Got it. Try that. Will do. It may not resonate with you. I, I think it's stunning. It's completely different from our prayer. Completely different. But um, uh, you, you might dig it. I'd, I'd give that a go for sure. Nice one, man. Thank you, Tom. Well, no, thank you. A pleasure. Anything else? Anything else? Yes. Oh. It was also to say how much I enjoyed again last year. Your recollection of your going caving with a friend. <laughs> I, I found that quite amusing, and you've definitely put me off caving. <laughs> it is. It, here's the thing, right? Caving is 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 terrifying. I'm not a physical person. It is absolutely terrifying. But. Both me and my friend Paul have forgotten quite how terrifying it was. Paul, Paul was the fat one. It, to the point... I, well, I didn't say that. He was. I just said he was bigger you, than me. You, you alluded to it. He's bigger than me. Um, to the point where me and Paul, we think we might go again in February or, Mar- or, or March. We okay. might do it again. And if we do it, I'm going to... Uh, if we do it, I can take the 360 camera down there and film all of it. Yeah, I sort of do. That's what we'll do. We'll film, we'll film it all. Tom, I've got to move on. Nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much indeed. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Honestly, um, Kim Paul's not fat, but he is certainly wider than me. And I, I am quite wide, but he's wider than me. And so I would send him off down the tunnels first. Because it's like he was like my cat's whiskers. Um, and I thought, if Paul can make it through there, then I probably can. But there, there are some bits where you do have to wriggle through a very tight crack. You're lying, and, 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 and you have to wriggle. Wriggle to get through. It's not, um, it's not what I would call fun. And then you've got the guide, who's a rescue guide, telling you all stories about how someone had s- broken their leg down there, and they had to go and rescue him on a stretcher. On a stretcher! I was going, what about the bits when it gets really narrow? He said, oh, we had to turn it on its side. Sweet Lord. Katia? Yes. Did we get to the point of your phone call? When? Now? Just when you said, um, when you said... Ween. Ween. You said ween. Was that the point of your phone no. call? No. it wasn't? No. You sure? I'm sure. Well, I'm going to have to carry you on over the news then. Okay. <laughs> you sure that wasn't the point of your phone call? I'm Just to say about... ween. No, no, I'm calling about the list. Okay, she's calling about the list. That's, that's, that's great news. What list? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
<laughs> Isn't that pretty? I love that. That's the Beach Boys. That's our prayer. And isn't that pretty? Isn't that pretty, Katia? That's very beautiful, yeah. No, no. It didn't say beautiful. Pretty. Isn't, isn't that pretty? Pretty. Isn't that pretty? That's pretty. Isn't that pretty? That is pretty. Isn't that pretty? Uh, you're going to apologize to me? No, I don't think I am. <laughs> Really? No, it's it. Uh, it I mean, if I had a, a reason to apologise, then of course I would. But it's unlikely mm-hmm. that I do because I don't think I've done anything wrong. Maybe yesterday you said I. Uh, Only yesterday, <laughs> when I was sad and I was lonely, <laughs> you gave me the way to show my life. And all my things around you Tomorrow may be even brighter than today Since I threw my sadness away Only yesterday, only yesterday No, I don't think I've got any reason to um, apologise Are you? You said I was mad about mentioning that you can squash the whole of mankind into a dice. Yeah, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. No, it's not. How would we fit into a dice? If you go... Well, because you you were saying, and that's quite right, uh, that we are made of atoms and all the... We uh, are stardust. We are golden. True. No, golden, I don't know. But uh, anyway, but I'm not... I'm calling about... No, no, no. I tell you you why, Katia, you were wrong. Why? To to say... that. We could. Well, I give, I give you one of the many reasons. Okay, uh, you think you can squeeze all of mankind into dice, yeah? Yeah. How many dice? Um. Okay. Should <laughs> they, um, no, no, no. How many dice? I'm one die. One die. Thank you very much indeed. Thank That's you. a little bit better. Yes, mm-hmm. the singular of dice. Is die. So, so you're going to apologise now? No, 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 because you said dice, and also it's still rubbish. Die, <laughs> die is tiny. You couldn't even fit. All right, you think you can fit? What? Oh, is it all the human beings and all live? Is it everything? Uh, yeah. All right, fit a car into a die. <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. Well, like how then, Katia? Well, like the yeah, you're right. No, you're right. No. You're right. If you shrink everything in the world mm-hmm. so it's just a little bit smaller than a diet, then yes, you could do that. Mm-hmm. But how the hell do you? What you got a shrinking ray? Then how do you shrink? Then how do you shrink the shrinking ray? You turn it on itself. What? <laughs> a shrink and also a shrinking ray doesn't exist. Yeah, not yet. No. All right, so they're going to invent a shrinking ray, then they're going to shrink everything in the world, and then they're going to put it in a die. <laughs> and then the shrinking ray is going to go on autopilot and turn it on itself and shrink itself and then go in the die. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense, Katya. That's not nuts. That's not nuts, is it? You're talking rubbish now, so... That's, that's not nuts, is it, yeah. James? <laughs> Hang on, hey. That's not oh. nuts, is it, James? That's that's pretty mental, mate. It is pretty mental, Katia. I uh, no, but uh, hello, ja- hello, James. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, and you? No, I'm doing good. Uh, what? Uh, were you going to call about the list 
but excellent musicians of our time. Hi. Explain that again. You know the list. There's someone, there's a bloke a few hours ago who rang with this list and he said, um, do you know who are the five genius, genii of our, musical genii of our times? Um, do you have any uh, suggestions? Oh, it's got to be the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's got to be the Stone Roses. Yeah. It's got to be the Beatles. to have you on board. I've just discovered um, that my right thumb is, I would say, 70% numb. Now, and it's been like that for, for, for quite a while. It's been getting progressively number for quite a while. Diabetes, have you? Oh, I hope not. Do you get numb thumbs? You get numb thumbs and numb feet, numb hands and numb feet through oh, diabetes. God. Well, I might do, because I've been putting on a bit of weight. 
Well, it might be a type two. Man. Yeah, well, uh, 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 do you know what? I'll leave it another two years. It, oh, it will. Eat, it, it might. Fi- it might fix itself in that time. I won't risk it. Can you wiggle your thumb? I can wiggle. I can move it. But I just stabbed myself with with the, quite hard with a pen, and you have to push it quite hard before I can. It, it hurts. Go and see your GP, no, bro. D- James, come on now, come on now. You don't go to a GP with a with a numb thumb. Well, if well, go for a blood test. That'll tell you if you got G, uh, diabetes. And that will tell you if you got a GP or not. Um, what have you called in for, James? Um, just to say hello and all that. How's, how's things going? Are, are you still in your um, your new? Are you in your new place? Uh, yes, I am. How's that going? It's going all right, mate. I've got a little job delivering leaflets. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So I can take the dogs out with me. Lovely. But I haven't listened to you on the radio for the past week. What the hell? What's your excuse, man? Uh, the pup chewed the cable. Oh, well, well. Yes, sir. I've got to get a new one. A new pup? Yes, you should do. Get rid of that one. And get a no, new this pup. one's good. Oh, she's okay. a bit manic, but she's all right. Okay, well that's that's good. And I also found out about suggestions for weird films for you, mate. Oh yeah, go on. The visit. Who's it now? Who's in that? Uh, there's no one really famous. The visit. That rings a yeah, bell. I, I think that's on Netflix, isn't it? It's a strange film, mate. The visit. Oh, you've got the divided. Um, oh, it looks, it looks good. Two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behaviour. Yeah, they yeah. visit their grandparents they've never met before, oh, and man. it turns out they're not their grandparents. Oh, well, spoiler alert. Well, that it starts off, they know it's their parent, grandparents from the beginning. Oh, hang on a minute. It's M. Night Shyamalan-a-ding-dong. And he's not done a decent film in absolutely years. No, The Visit is a blinding film. Right, well, Anyone who likes thrillers, yeah. watch that or The Divided. All right, okay, yes, yes. Also, The Mist, Stephen King. I saw that in the cinema, that film. That's, is that the one where they're hiding in a supermarket? Yeah. I saw that, I saw that, right, when it came That's out. That's got such a weird ending. Oh, mate, it's a, it's a brilliant film. I saw that, We. Uh, I was in New York... And I went to a midnight showing of it. It was winter, right? But it was it was winter, it was cold, but there was no snow. We went to a midnight showing of it. We came out about two o'clock in the morning and there was mist everywhere and it oh, had snowed and New York was covered in snow. That oh, was I've gone back in the cinema, mate. Oh mate, it was spooky. That is a good film. That is a the cracking mist, little yeah, film. What an ending. King film. Uh, that's such a weird ending. It's, it's brilliant! You don't know what to do at the ending because I felt terrible. Well, you know, you know what he does. Yeah, I know exactly what he does, and um, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a magnificent ending. You don't it's get endings like that in movies. The film. Yep, I enjoyed that. Yeah, but the visit you got to watch that, James. If I watch the visit, and it's pony, which I suspect no, it not. might be because it's a recent M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong film, I will no, come to your is. flat and I will I will destroy you. That's cool. You sure you're, you're okay with that? You okay with being destroyed? Yeah, I'm up for it. Okay, fine. Well, fine. Well, then that's that's. Um... But no, the visit. Have you seen that new Frank film? What new Frank? About film? Frank's side bottom. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. It's good. That. That, that that I couldn't understand that film. Well, it's not about Frank side bottom. He just has a Frank yeah, side bottom head on. But um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a cracking little movie. That. It's it's all right in its in its way. Yeah. But... 
it weirded me out that they're all mental patients. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. In a band. Yeah. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's worth a giggle. It's, it's worth a giggle, isn't it? <laughs> all right, uh, James, thank you for that, mate. Um, 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh dear, oh dear. That was a big old yawn, wasn't it, eh? I've been a bit lazy this um, week. I had a gym session booked. I went to the gym on Monday. Then I had a gym session booked, um, is it Wednesday today? I had a gym session booked yesterday and I cancelled it. I had a gym session booked Wednesday and I cancelled it. Um, and I haven't got one, bo- I haven't got any more booked in. They're, they're lazy, isn't it? Lazy. I think it's going to be going back on the metazapine. It's making me, um, well, it's making me fat and lazy. That's what it's doing. Um, so, um, well, you know, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes, man. Um, Paul says, The Visit is a brilliant film. But the caller just gave the plot away. Oh. Pretend you didn't hear that. Do you do that when someone spoils something? And don't forget when my mate Andy spoiled the end of season five of Lost. Um, uh, he sent me a text. said, I can't believe it's locked in that box. <laughs> I remember when that sentence used to be important. Um, and... I read it, I got off an aeroplane, and I'd, I read it, and I, I tried to forget it. You, you, you tried to forget that Andy had sent me a text saying, I can't believe it was Locke in that box. And I was trying to confuse myself. Of course, you can't forget something like that, and the more you try and forget it, the more you remember it. The only way to forget something like that is to join the French Foreign Legion. Um, and then Gingerbeard Mark says, the visit is pony. Well, I, I, I'm probably going to err on um, Gingerbeard Mark's um, synopsis because M. Night Shyamalan um, hasn't done a good film in years. Sixth Sense, masterpiece. Absolutely wonderful movie. I liked um, Unbreakable as well, which was supposed to be the first one in a, a trilogy, but no one went to see it, where it turns out, spoiler alert, guys... Um, that Bruce Willis is a superhero. It, it's just, it's such a beautiful film. And I can watch that one. I've watched that one several times because it's, it's just absolutely stunning. But, um, every other film he's done, is he done any other good films apart from those two? What does the M stand for as well? Is it Michael? Michael Nightshow? Is it Michael? What does the M stand for? Um, has he done any other good films? He, he did that film with, um, Marky Mark, where people were hanging themselves uh, for no... So everyone was committing suicide, um, and it turned out that it was pollen. It it was poisoned pollen, was making people, was blowing around, and if you inhaled the poison pollen, you, you hanged yourself. Um... The twist was pollen. <laughs> and it got to the point where you'd watch one of his films just waiting for the twist, and then the twist would come, and it would go, oh, it's not as good as The Sixth Sense. It's not not as good as The Sixth Sense. That was a good twist. Um, <laughs> oh, we can do this. Thank you, Louise. We can do this. When a film's been ruined for you, films or TV series, 
0344-499-1000. Louise says, My uncle Steve told me the ending of Dead Man's Shoes just as we sat down to watch it. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd guess that twist. I think I'd guess that. That's a good film, though. That is a dark film. That is a very dark film. Imagine, imagine, no. Uh, we can do that for the last 38 minutes. We can do a traditional phone-in, can't we? Of course we can. I've got no calls lined up, by the way, so if, if you've been thinking about it, now would be an excellent time to to uh, 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 to call. When have films or box sets or TV series been ruined for you? 0344 I've been thinking a lot about the people, the type of people that phone in, um, phone in shows. Um, cause you're an unusual breed, I think. If you, if you pick up the phone to make a contribution to a phone in show, I do think there is something unusual about you. And I don't mean that in an insulting way whatsoever. I, I, I just think it's unusual because, um, we all know, maybe you don't know, but it's it's a known thing in radio that it's like a tiny, tiny percentage of the listeners call in. It's something like 0.001% of the listeners call in. Um, but obviously, they're the most vocal. So, we, you know, you may be excused for listening if you're listening at home, imagining that's what all the callers are like. And I do think that it takes... Because I... I've only ever phoned in a phoning show for a laugh, to prank it, to subvert it, to 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 um, kind of infiltrate it and do something mischievous and naughty. I've never phoned in because I thought I, they need to hear my opinion on uh, Iraq. They got those someone someone needs to hear what I think about Brexit. I've never done it um, for that reason, and the only. The only time I've I've texted a few times. I once texted and I felt terrible about it, but not in the light of recent events. Actually, I feel vindicated. Um, I once texted a presenter that used to work here um, when it was Talk Sport. He got the sack, um, and I once texted him saying he, calling him a c-word. Now that's not nice, and I wouldn't do that. But in the last six months, he's actually shown that he is a c-word. So uh, I guess it's some kind of karma. I wouldn't do that now, but he got me so angry. Listen to his, his horrible racist rants on here um, that I just text him, you're such a massive C, and that that's not pleasant. I have actually texted in a few radio shows um, with um, contributions, with contributions, but yeah, I, 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 that's the only time out of anger where um, I texted someone said, you're a massive... Uh, out of anger with someone on the radio. I've texted like people I know and called them a massive C. Uh, I've done that loads of times. Um, let's go to Pablo. Hey, Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. How do? Hello, mate. How's it going? Wog one. Uh, um, all is bare blood. Sorry? All is bare blood. I don't know. I'm, I'm northern, so that's completely is, lost on me. Have you been... Right, two questions. Have you been drinking? Nope. It, are you, you... Three questions. Are you using a new telephone? Um, possibly I'm using a headset. Oh, is that bad? Well, the third question was, is, 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 the, is the phone actually in your mouth? And I think that pretty much sums it up. I know what. 
I'll just I'll just move it. Why are you then. using a headset? What are, what are you on the Starship Enterprise? Well, no, it, it, it's gone beyond a joke now. But the uh, this, the microphone on my phone is slightly broken. Oh, but it was just before Christmas, so I didn't want to send it off to get repaired. So I've, I've kind of left it a bit. Late it's now. a pain in the ass. I've got an iPhone six, right? An iPhone six have a f- known fault where the most recent update screws the battery up. So you can have like twenty percent battery on your phone, and suddenly it'll just die. And uh, you you need to charge it up again. It's a known fault. And and, and Apple say, um, come in and we'll fix it for you. But that means I've got to drive, you know, 40 minutes to Reading. Or I've got to come into London early. I've got to book book an appointment a week in advance, two weeks in advance for a genius. On a day that I know that I'm either free to drive to Reading or that I'm going to be in London. And then I've got to go in and it'll take an hour, an hour and a half to do and so it's like a so part of me is thinking oh i'll just put up with it but i was out the other night and i i needed my phone and it died on me apple sort it out guys it's a pain in the proverbials but uh i I go the more patient route because now with most phone providers going about a two-year contract dealio uh you've generally got a two-year manufacturer's warranty so if you send it off to them you'll get it sorted out for free oh well, this will get sorted out for free, but it's just the time yeah. and the faff, the pure faff of it, Pablo. Well, it is a bit of a faff, but I always have a backup phone, but then I suppose that kind of takes out the what? entire point of having these, like, whiz-bang phones if you haven't always have a backup yeah. for when it breaks. And, you know. yeah. Oh, I had um, Game of Phones ruined for me, the first series of Game of Phones ruined oh. for me by Radio Times. Oh, really? Yeah, interview with Sean Bean. And kind of led with the end of the series, which is, you know, quite uh, relevant to Sean Bean's character. And uh, it was just basically a story about how he was sick of everybody asking him questions about it. So he spoiled it? it away, but... Hello? Hello, yeah. Yeah, so what, he spoiled it then? Yeah, well, uh, well Sean Bean's in it, uh, in the first series, anyhow. Um, but yeah, it was just a little... Not even anything about Game of Thrones. It was just, oh, we interviewed Sean Bean. I thought, oh, Sean Bean. Like a bit of Sean Bean. Started reading it, and uh, I was just about to start watching Game of Thrones the next day as well. Have you um, read, there's a brilliant thing that's doing the rounds, and it's genuine. I wasn't sure if it was genuine or not. Um, um, Let me see if I can find it. Have you read the Sun... The... the, the, um, Why can't I open it? Um, hang on a minute. The Sunday Herald, the Scottish newspaper. Have you seen this, right? Um, Strangely not. They, it, uh, it's brilliant. It's been kind of doing the rounds on Twitter. Um, and I can't... Here we go. I've got it, right. So the Sunday Herald, in their TV listings, they've listed as a highlight highlight on the whenever, whatever day it is, um, BBC One, STV at four o'clock, President Trump, the inauguration. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. Uh, and they have written... Did you see this, Kath? And they have... I'm going to read... They have written... So that it's like the pick of the day, right? And they write, they write what happens. They have... Someone there is an absolute genius. Have a listen to this. This is in a proper Scottish newspaper um, under their TV pick of the day. President Trump, the inauguration, 4pm, BBC One, STV. After a long absence... The Twilight Zone returns with one of the most ambitious, expensive and controversial productions in broadcast history. 
Sci-fi writers have dabbled often with alternative history stories. Among the most common is the what if the Nazis had won the Nazis had won the Second World War setting. But this huge interactive virtual reality project which will unfold on TV, in the press and on Twitter over the next 4 years sets out to build an ongoing alternative present. The story begins in a nightmarish vision of 2017 in which huge sections of the US electorate have somehow been duped into voting to make Donald Trump president. It sounds far-fetched, and it is. But as it goes on, it becomes more and more chillingly plausible. Today's feature-length opener concentrates on the gaudy inauguration of President Trump and the stirrings of protest and despair surrounding the ceremony, while pundits speculate gravely on what lies ahead. It's a flawed piece, but a disturbing glimpse of the horrors we could stumble into if we're not careful. Oh, well played, Scottish Herald. Well played. Isn't that beautiful? That is delicious. Have you um, watched hypernormalization? No, do you know, I, I haven't. Um, no, I haven't. And I, I, I started watching it. It's That's that Adam Curtis thing that's like three hours long. I started watching it and there were lots of shots of dead bodies and I thought, ah, I'm not in the mood for this right now. No, it's a bit, um, it kind of comes, like, there's no warning of some of that bit. I wasn't necessarily expecting that much yeah. uh, of that because I watched Bitter Lake and I very much enjoyed Bitter Lake. Uh, and hype normalisation is very prescient of, uh, of today's situation and the like. I, sh- I should get round to watching it. I've got so much stuff on. Actually, I'm still trying to persevere with GBH, which just started about six months ago, and I've, I've finally done episode two now because it turns out you can watch it online. It's on Channel Four website, um, and that is—I mean—that is bleak. Pablo, thank you for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. George, stay there. Come to you after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Last twenty eight minutes of the show before the two Michaels start shouting at each other. George. Oh hi, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you, George. How are you? More importantly, I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous to be on the radio. Actually, well, these these. But nervous. All right, you're doing brilliantly so far, George. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my heart's racing a little bit. What can we do but, to um, calm you down? Funny. Well, it's, well, it's funny. I was going to talk about the entitlement in young people, but what? I suppose because I've been on the been on hold for quite a while, I was actually thinking seven minutes. You started to talk about GBH, and obviously, I don't want to start any rumours or anything like that, but um. Then you started talking about Sean Bean as well, and, and it's it's funny because actually um, I saw Sean Bean actually the other day. I was in um, I was in Camden, and I was in Argos, and uh, I saw Sean Bean buying a cordless telephone. Um, but what was funny, he, he wouldn't tell me what kind of cordless telephone it was. Uh, so um, I suppose you never you're not meant to meet your heroes, are you? Because. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if that was, uh, maybe he classed it as a spoiler if I thought perhaps I was going to, to tell everyone else what kind of cordless telephone he used in his house. But yes, um, how are you this, this evening? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm, I'm wondering okay. where, I'm wondering where this is going. Oh, sorry about that. No, no, I think it was, 
I, I basically, I, I've been on the, the search for the best cordless telephone for quite a while now, I suppose. Oh, so, um, you know, I've been kind of spending Saturday and, and Sundays, my kind of my days off, and been trying to find the best cordless telephone on the market. Um, so, I suppose if well, you get they're all someone, they're all cordless now, aren't they, George? Well, no, no, you can still get some attached to the telephone wireline as well, which is, you know, for I suppose for the old school, the retro people, you know, the people who like to, you know, the type of people who go to vintage shops, those kind of people. Yes. I can't imagine in the studio that all of your phones are... That's correct. Are the, yeah, they, they are, well, we don't have any phones. I don't think I've got any phones in this studio. Have I got any phones in the studio? No, I don't. I mean, I, obviously you're on the phone to me, so... Well, no, I'm not, I, but I'm not, I'm not on the phone. Oh, okay. oh, you're not actually holding the handset. No, 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 okay. it's not how it works, because otherwise I'd have to oh, okay. hold the handset up to the microphone. No, no, it's all oh, yeah, wired through. That would, that would hurt your arm quite a lot, wouldn't it, I suppose? Well, well. Yes, okay. Well, yes, I suppose so. Um, I, got, I got completely, completely lost in that last conversation. You guys were on a total ramble. You yeah. guys were totally, yeah. you were on a lot, lot of, lot of discussions. I suppose what I'd like to talk a about lot of is, discussions. you know. You know, young young people they feel very entitled to. I suppose even cordless telephones is a great example, isn't it? To yes. Something that they didn't have. You know, why didn't have it in my days? Yeah, uh, you know, to be able to walk around with a mobile phone always attached to my ear. You know, sometimes it was just a case of having to go to a payphone. So, um, yes, I suppose I'm just wondering what your opinion on that is. I mean, I don't know. Well, how I remember are, when uh, I remember when the most advanced telephone we had ever seen. We saw the, the, the Amer- American television gave us glimpses into the future, and when I was young, the most advanced telephone ever ever seen, and it was like a dream, was the telephone in Roseanne, because it was on oh, the yeah. longest. It wasn't cordless, it was still corded, but it was the longest cord ever. You could walk all around the kitchen and and still be on the phone. You could walk into the living room. It went on for miles. Yes. I mean, the programme went on for quite a long time as well. So I was never a fan. John Goodman, I think, is one of the greatest actors ever to come out oh, of that Scotland. Who played Roseanne was John Goodman. I always did wonder who that was. Yes. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, what kind of phone do you have? I mean, do you have a cordless telephone? I have a, a BT cordless telephone, but we don't um, we, we don't really use it. How far? I mean, this is something that I've been trying to trial really to see that how far down the garden it will go because we've got a shed at the bottom of the garden, and yes. uh, ideally, I'd like to use it in there. You've, you've, you've dropped the voice. You've dropped the voice a little bit, George. Have I? You've dropped it a little bit. Yes. What do you mean by that? Get, just you, 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 the voice you were doing at the start of the phone conversation. Yes. Is not the one that you're doing now. Well, perhaps I have a frog in my throat. Maybe. I mean, this is what happens with nerves. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure. No. <laughs> uh, how would you rate this? Really how would nerves. you rate this phone call, George, on a scale of one to ten? I don't know. What would be the parameters? Would you say ten was the lowest? If there, if there, well, I would split ten out of ten. Yeah. If if we're saying ten is the lowest, I would, I would, I would say nine or ten. Yeah. Oh, so you give it nine out of ten. Thank you very much. Job done. Thank you very much. Have a lovely evening. Night night. Not bad. Not bad. A harmless lunatic. Um, not not brilliant. Uh, the last bit didn't work quite well, quite so well. But um, um, I would give that on a conventional scale, with one being the lowest and ten being the highest. I would give that three out of ten. The thing is, the problem is, right, um, and good, good effort, George. 
Uh, the problem is, prank calls don't work on this show, because um, it's a show... 0344 by the way, we, we, if you want to call up. Um, it, it, it's a show where anybody, literally anybody, can get on and talk about anything. So to do a... a, a you know, if someone had genuinely phoned up to talk about cordless phones... We could have a chat about cordless phones for for ten minutes, you know. Um, but if someone phoned up, for example, you know Paul Ross or Julia Hartley Brewer, and try, you know, phone up Julia Hartley Brewer to talk about Brexit, and then you turn the call around to cordless phones, that's an achievement. That's a triumph. You know, that is you you have you have um, succeeded in something. Um, yeah, yeah, and he was, he, is that what he said he wanted to talk to you? Okay, so when he phoned up and spoke to Catherine, he, he, he said he wanted to talk about entitled millennials. Well, you don't need to do that. You can phone up and say, I want to talk about blow-offs and you'll get on. You know, you phone up and say, you can phone up and don't even say, you say, I want to talk to Ian. All right, fine, we'll call you back. So, um, if, if he'd done that to LBC or Five Live or, or, or something else, and yeah, that, that would be an achievement. It still wouldn't have been that funny. But your score would have raised from a, a, a 3 out of 10 to a 5 out of 10. So good effort. Um, the effort was taken out in the wrong place. Um, I suppose a prank call on here would be coming on and talking about Brexit. I suppose. To come on and do a straight... I don't know. I don't know. It was an effort anyway for... for for everyone concerned, 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000. Do you remember earlier on, um, I mentioned that the show was dedicated to Pauline, who I met at Broadcasting House um, earlier on today. I went and did some work for the BBC. Shh, that branch of the BBC doesn't know that I got sacked from another branch of the BBC. I got a meeting at the BBC on Friday about another job at the BBC. Keep it, they don't know I got the boot. So that's between them. And Pauline um, uh, and I were having a very geeky chat about um, radio. Although she does like... So I, I took... Yeah, she... Yeah, I know, exactly. So I went right off her, and then I went and spoke to somebody else, uh, someone else who was working at the BBC. I refused to discuss it. Um, but she's found us online. Good evening, Pauline. She's found us online. She cannot retune her DAB radio. I've just retweeted it. If anyone can help her. Because it's, it's weird, isn't it? You can listen to us online, of course. You, you know that. Talkradio.co.uk. You can, of course, download the app on your phone. That's how I tend to listen to it when I'm, when I'm out and about, is I have it on the, on, on the phone. Um, and you can... You have to do a deep retune on your radio there's like a dab radio most of them have a light retune where it's just a quick scan and there's somewhere there's like a deep scan but i don't know how necessarily you do the deep scan so uh, i don't know pauline i can't help you press and hold yeah well oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to uh, to give us a call, um, well, it's a bit. It's when I got ten minutes now. It's a bit heavy to go into this story. Anyway, there's a there's a documentary about the woman that was was held hostage by her, was held prisoner by her dad for thirty years, and I'm looking forward to that. And I've messaged her to see if she'll come on. I don't know if she will or not. Anyway, it's an interesting story. But we, we I started it two hours ago, and it feels like. Um, 
uh, to go into it now would be a little bit remiss. So let's have a little look, see what else. Um, um, oh, there's a weird story in the sun. By the way, the last 15 minutes, we'll do call straight to air if you want. Should we do that? Just because um, it might tempt someone to call in, but it might not. If you don't want to call in, you won't. There's a weird story in the sun. Right, listen to this. Uh, murky world of social media donor dads. And it's all about sperm donation, right? And it has, here is, there are four quotes from four different gentlemen. Gentlemen, I wouldn't use that word to describe them. But a quote from Chris. Ladies, you can have my sperm, but it isn't bottled. It's on draft. Um, I don't want to read John's. Sean, I just want to pass on the seed. I'm quite fertile. Chatting away about their... Pl- I can't... I don't know. If, well, maybe I should have read this before. It might be filthy. It might be filthy, guys. Chatting away about their plans to start a family. The pair looked like any ordinary couple. But this man and woman have only just met via Facebook and they are discussing how he will hand over his sperm so she can try for a baby. Flipping heck. Facebook, it's all going on on Facebook, is it? That's outrageous. Good for them. Married bodybuilding fan, Sean Bolton, told our undercover reporter, I just want to pass on the seed. I'm quite fertile. Just want to pass on the seed. The father of two... The father of two then offered to take a plastic pot into the toilets of a nearby Tesco to produce a sample and hand it over for free. Tesco. He's doing nothing illegal. Every little helps, yeah. (laughs) He's doing nothing illegal. And incredibly, this scenario is not at all unusual, as the son found during an investigation into the world of social media sperm donation. This ties in with the story about Callum Best and um, that boxer um, being filmed on Skype, knocking one out. To, to... Here's the thing, guys. Don't knock one out in front on, in Skype. Just, just don't. However hot they are, don't knock one out on Skype because they'll be filming it. They'll be filming it. Don't knock one out in front of your computer because the Russians will be hacking it and filming it. It's clear some men on these sites take advantage of desperate wannabe mums to insist on giving their sperm the, quotes old-fashioned way. Our probe, excellent, comes, excellent, After the UK's first pregnant man, Hayden Cross, told The Sun on Sunday how he had found his sperm via Facebook. The 20-year-old, who was born a girl and has put his hormone transition treatment on hold to have his child, explained last night he felt he had no other choice. Um, um, Laura Spoolstra, a fertility advisor, said, We have seen a growing number of people using social media to find their donor. It's really very murky. 
Women can be caught out by donors not telling the truth. You don't know who the donor is. You don't know about his medical background or how many other children he has. There's often a level of co... Oh, you shouldn't laugh. Listen to this. 0344 If you want to call in, call straight to after the last 10 minutes. Otherwise, I'll, um, I'll just do this. There's often a level of coercion. Sometimes the woman meets him during her fertile period and might only want to do it artificially, but he says, Sorry, I can't get it up. Maybe you could help. So women who would normally not have sex with a stranger find themselves doing exactly that. Sean Bolton. Poor old Sean Bolton. Named... Sean Bolton named and shamed, guys! Give the guy a break. He's just trying to help out. As he says, he just wants to pass on the seed. He's got a right bolt on. Sean Bolton is one of thousands of British men who tout themselves perfectly legally on Facebook donation groups. Kath, see if you've got 10 minutes. Try and find a Facebook donation group. I want to see what it looks like. I want to know what love is. I want to find it on a Facebook donation group. Mr Bolton, who is in his 40s and from Bournemouth, agreed to meet our undercover reporter less than 24 hours after she first messaged him. She posed as a single woman and met him twice, first at Tesco Extra. Um... He said it's hard to tell how many children he might have. He insisted the only involvement he would want in the child's life would be a few little updates every six months. By law, Mr Bolton would be the legal father unless the worried woman is married at the time of conception. This is, I mean, this is incredible, isn't it? This is incredible. Um, a search for groups on the site... That is why so many women turn to finding sperm donors on Facebook, where it costs nothing. A search for groups on the site reveals several with thousands of members, including the one we found Mr Bolton on. Free Sperm Donors UK. You got it? That's a closed group, but this one's open. It's got loads of people on it. What you got? What you got in here? What is this? Sperm Donors UK, a free speech group. Hang on a second. Uh, no, Ed, 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 I'll take that. I'll take that, please. Get him to hand me that call over. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. That's all right, he's going to call me back. Uh, that's all right. Um, I just wanted to phone and say, um, I found the uh, Samaritans today for the first time. Oh, nice one, man. How yeah, did that go? No, it's all right. Was it? Yeah, they're all right. It was just uh, um, this afternoon, about three o'clock. Yeah. I was a bit. I was in a bit of a state, yeah. and um, my kids were coming home from school in about half an hour. And uh, no, he was really helpful. So I just thought I'd say, "Oh, nice one!" No, did it did it ease the pressure a little bit? Well, it stopped me from bursting into tears. Yeah, because yeah. I couldn't stop. You know, sometimes when anyway, yeah. So yeah, he just told me to go and have a shower and pull myself. Well, I didn't say pull yourself together, obviously, no. but you no. know, no, no. Um, nice I just said go and have. A yeah, all right. So, um, I don't know. I just thought I'd phone up and say. No, I appreciate that, mate. That, that, that That's really helpful. Thank you very much, and I hope, I hope you get a good night's sleep. Yeah, OK. Cheers. Thank you, Carl. Right. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Well, 116123 is the phone number for the Samaritans. 116123. Uh, um, 
Sperm Donors UK. Welcome to the UK's largest sperm donor group, says Anthony Fletcher. If you haven't joined yet, feel free to jump in. The water's lovely. It's a little bit murky. A little bit salty. We're here to connect sperm donors with women who need help to get pregnant. This is also a free speech group, which respects everyone's right to make their own choices and express their own opinions. If, like me, you feel the UK sperm donation world has become disturbingly Orwellian, with people too scared to speak their minds in case they're instantly banned, or worse, by the powers that be, then this is the group for you. Moderation is very light touch, and we only have a few basic rules. We do have a risk list of potentially dangerous individuals you may counter. What the heck? (laughs) You may counter... But it's a relatively short one. People will only be added if I've seen compelling proof they pose a danger. The risk list can be viewed by clicking on the link below. Let's click on the risk link. Oh, hang on. Let's have a little look. No, won't mention any names. Oh, there we go. It's opening up. Oh, my God. This is the risk list. Unfortunately, the internet is the wild west of the sperm donation world. There are dangers out there for both recipients and donors. The group treats its members as adults and trusts them to look after their own safety. However, where there is compelling evidence that individual donors, recipients or others post a risk, they'll be added to this list. Um, So there's a gentleman here. uh, James, let's just say, with no, no, no surnames. Donor with a foot fetish who makes bizarre requests for photos from any woman who contacts him. Frank, convicted sex offender, who was previously highly active on donor groups. Chris, donor who lets recipients down after they've already paid him substantial expenses in advance. Angie, Abusive and bullying behaviour against both donors and recipients. Highly skilled at covering her tracks. It is very dangerous to interact with this individual, especially if you are a donor. Oh, flipping heck. Dave, the enablers and enforcers for Angie. Um, A degree of caution should be exercised when dealing with these two individuals. Um, uh, 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 Rebecca, immature and obsessional behaviour, developed a vendetta against the donor over what seemed to be a relatively trivial issue. Adam attempted a bait and switch. 30 minutes before he was due to donate, he demanded the recipient should be in the room with him to help him become a round. God, this is incredible, isn't it? This is quite a big list. Um... Uh, Tina, anti-Semitic. Um, uh, Sophie, there is strong evidence that this account is a man pretending to be a woman. Someone here with the surname Cox. I mean, come on, guys, really? Um, uh, flipping heck. Oh, God, that that is... um. That's a murky world. We might have a little look more at that tomorrow. Keep that. Sign up to that page, Kath. Like it. Favourite that page. And we'll have a little look at that because there's there's something in this. 
There is something in... Oh, gosh, it's horrible, isn't it? Uh, oh, there we go. So the AI means artificial insemination only, but experts say they're all... Mr. People like Mr. Bolton are insistent upon NI, natural insemination. God, isn't it murky? Some also insist on PI, which is partial insemination, where the woman is um, penetrated just before ejaculation. Flipping heck. Fair play. Well played. Well done to the sun. That's a cracking uh, that's a cracking little bit of investigative journalism there. We'll have a look at that website and see if we, if we can um, um, uh, milk it anymore. I know. I had to, guys. I had to. That's it. That's your lot. I do thoroughly recommend you go and download the podcast, please. Um, and if you're on iTunes, if you unsubscribe and resubscribe, that's very helpful. Um, and if you have the ability to leave a review and leave, um, you know, star rating, that all helps us in the charts. Um, we will be back tonight at 10 o'clock. Thank you, Edmundo. Thank you, uh, Catherine. Until then, here's the two mics shouting at each other. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 